are now tuned in to this week's episode of our podcast. Today, we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host. Hey everybody, it's Eric Tornberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Village Global's Venture Stories. I'm here today joined by two very special guests, Pierre Richelson and Andreas Klinger, both of the on deck team. Uh, Pierre, Andreas, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Eric, hey. for having me. So, we have two, uh, two exciting announcements uh, that we, we've just made. Um, uh, Andreas has joined the, the team as, as, as CTO uh, and, and, and leading our product. Um, and, and Pierre has, has also joined the team uh, as, as leading our product. We made the acquisition of, of, of Lean Hire. So, uh, by way of introduction, uh, Andreas, why don't you talk about why you were so excited to, uh, to, to join on deck, how it fit to your, into your your dreams of uh, enabling global talent, and then we'll get into uh, to lean higher and, and Pierre's journey. Yeah, totally. This this almost feels like an info commercial, like three people <laughs> about uh, on deck talking about on deck. I love it. So the main motivation for me is uh, very similar to that the one that we had back then at Product Hunt. There is a lot of talented people worldwide, and uh, in, it's very common that network or access is just a limiting factor. And uh, right now, OnDeck is, uh, I would say, the number one platform to change that. It's it's not an accelerator. It's not just online education. It's something completely new and uh, basically enables anybody, no matter where they are, if they're awesome, to work with amazing people worldwide. Love that. Uh, and Pierre, why don't you talk about, your, uh, your, your by way of introduction, what you're motivated by and, and what you're doing with Lean Hire and how that fits into, into OnDeck? Yeah, well, I mean, Andreas has been a guest on the show, so I think there's a little bit of background about Andreas. Um, I, my background is, I would say, quite similar. Andreas is from, from Austria. I'm from Germany, as you may have heard from the accent, but I was a YC founder in 2019 in the winter batch. The startup I was running was called Mage, and that was didn't, didn't work out uh, because of COVID and other reasons uh, we had to shut down in March. And then I was lost. Like, I didn't have a job. <laughs> I had nothing to work on during a pandemic. And I was just like looking for some projects to work on as a as a previous founder and product driven person. And then I posted like a, a simple blog post in, in the YC forum of like, hey, I'm looking for some jobs. Do you have some work for me? And uh, yeah, like 10 companies reached out like within, I think, 24 hours. And there was just too many to work on. I was actually talking to some other YC founders who were also struggling or even shutting down during that time in the pandemic. And we decided to make like a Slack group. So everything kind of fell into place to launch like a very, very simple version of a marketplace, which eventually turned into Lean Hire. So I've always, like after shutting down Mage, I've always cared about like helping my fellow friends and founders like succeed after shutting down. I think 
there is a massive gap in terms of like, what do people next after being a founder? And some people just want to get straight back into starting the next company and others just want to join other companies as meaningful roles. So that's what I've been really loving about on deck is the, the transition for anyone, whether it's a founder to employee or employee to founder or um, anything that's in between two things. And, and talk about uh, lean hire and how the acquisition fits into Tomdex roadmap. And then we'll get into the contract to hire movement. So lean hire was basically something I'd never really intended to start. Like, as I said before, like so many companies were like reaching out and, and then fellows, we just had a Slack group of five people looking for jobs. And, and then people started inviting their friends who were also shutting down mostly YC founders and stuff started to snowball that we couldn't keep track of like how many projects were coming in. And so we decided to build like a simple web app. Um, the reason why I'm very excited to now join on deck with the acquisition is that it's just a very similar target group and, and, and the, the way to help people. Um, what on deck is doing incredibly well is the, the three months program, which have been ongoing for a few almost two years now, right? Like the first one was like, like two years ago. And, but one thing I see a lot of more opportunities is in the hiring space, because one thing that OnDeck is doing is co-founder matching, but what happens about the first engineer? What happens about the first head of something? And these roles are very hard. And especially early stage companies don't do a good, well, they just don't know the hiring playbook yet. And most of the time, the roles are not well-defined. You just need someone to do something, just hey, can you help me out for two months? Uh, I need to get this MVP out the door. And that's where I think contract to hire like really shines. Totally. And so let me just zoom out uh, first and talk about why global hiring is broken. Uh, and then we can talk about how, how contract to hire fixes a lot of these problems. But Andreas, why don't you uh, start with the over, your overview? Yeah, so for, for context, I was uh, at AngelList, I was working on the a job board talent platform, recruiting platform, uh, especially focus on remote hiring, global hiring. Uh, my personal take is that the main reason why hiring in general, but especially global hiring is broken is, I think the, the, there's like two aspects of this. Like number one is uh, credentials don't work um, globally. You don't know the university where somebody went through. You don't know the companies they worked for. You might not know the network and so on and so on. That's number one. And number two is that we, in many, many companies actually hire almost schizophrenic. They hire completely contrary to how they actually work on projects. They make hiring almost like this virtual artificial thing, like this, this I don't know, mental exercise. Uh, like a classic one is like back in the days when we had like whiteboard desks with uh, algorithms and all this kind of stuff and nobody would ever do that in an actual workplace. And with designers, you sometimes have like uh, reviews of uh, portfolios where you like nitpick about stuff you would never care about in real world. And in other roles, you have weeks of interviews uh, for a role. And the weirdest thing here to me personally is uh, the people who are usually doing these interviews have barely any training. And it, it leads to this whole convoluted mess of Basically, you don't properly, you're not properly able to judge this CV. Let's say you, let's somehow you figure out how to judge the CV. You have a process that doesn't really represent what you actually do in, your, in the actual workplace. And you have it done by people who don't have any professional training for it. And this together is just such an absurd, abstract approach 
that looking back, I think in a few years from now, we look back and we'll be just like, okay, how did we ever do that? Yeah, I fully agree with Andreas. My, my background is more focused on the, the founder side looking for jobs. And what I've heard the most is like, I don't apply, like my profile doesn't work for this job description. Um, a lot of founders I talk to, especially in NYC and on deck, they don't like, maybe they have a bachelor, maybe not, but um, a lot of the people just want to build stuff and, and crank something out and build something that they've like, that they're dreaming of or something. And when companies start picking up these classic playbook, which Andreas just mentioned, they just be like, okay, so how many years of college do we need? Okay, let's do four. Well, maybe five. And then, okay, how much experience of React do we need? Well, let's do 10. And then React is only like eight years old or something. So I think if you look at the job boards, a lot of um, the job boards just don't make any sense in terms of like for early stage companies to actually design one or like come up with one. But also the opposite, just going straight for only contractors is also not working. If you think of uh, like Upwork or or um, what's the other ones, uh, Fiverr, you don't really want to go down that rabbit hole as well because there's also like a very, very hard way to, to uh, filter out um, who you actually want to work with for long term. So the contract to hire space makes it much, much, much easier to try someone uh, for like, let's say one month and then see if it's, if it's a fit and then you continue or you, you shake hands, you, you pay them well, and then you, you discontinue the work. Say more from the candidate side, why more people should be excited about this, this potential path and, and what frame, how, how they should approach it. So the most common feedback I've heard from, I'd say, top talent people is that they get too many jobs, which they could apply to, like LinkedIn recruiters spamming their inbox. They're not even opening them anymore. Um, if, if you have a strong background, strong profile, you basically can work at almost every tech company um, because there's, everyone's hiring. So for them, the biggest strength of contract to hire is that you can actually try before you commit for like a two-year salary or two-year uh, employment. You know, like being fired, hired and fired is, is, is annoying and painful for both parties. So let's just uh, skip the paperwork and, the, and just get started like tomorrow. And I think that's a very compelling reason to just try, let's say, one or two projects before actually committing on the third one or something. And, and then let's talk about from the, from the company perspective, how do you make sure that you do it well? How do you set up infrastructure for it? What are common challenges that companies face while doing it and, and should be prepared for? So over at Lean Hire, we try to kind of standardize the process that everyone knows like what, what they're signing up for, that the contractors know, even though you make a project, that it does not necessarily mean you would get a placement, but also the companies know that, well, this is a project and we also need to like do our best and show that they want to join. So um, being upfront about the expectations is very important. You don't have that for Upwork or Fiverr. People abuse it to kind of like, hey, let's start as a contractor and then they might turn it into a full-time position. But uh, we try to have this contract to hire like from the get-go and and standardize the process of like, hey, make at least a project worth like fifteen dollars to $20,000 in, in, in project size. Only do project-based billing because once you go into like uh, an hourly rate, then it's really hard to calculate and, and um, that can go like it, it can become an incredible mess. So we're trying to standardize the whole process and obviously having a middleman in between who, who focuses on everyone's being like treated fairly is, is, a, is a huge benefit. 
And that's something that a recruiter would not do, that they basically stop most of the time once you've kind of did the intro or you signed the paperwork. So what are other sort of like products or systems um, do you think that will need to be built or need to be scaled in order to to make this a um, a norm or to make this really popular and 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 the de- default for so many companies? I think um, on a technical point of view, it's quite common for companies to post projects. Well, whether it's um, like, hey, I need this integration into GitHub or something like these very scope projects. It's very it's less common for for non technical roles, although it's getting more and more. Uh, especially because of the remote world we're now living in, it's much easier to sign up someone as a contractor and, and, and get started than going through all the paperwork of employing a German at a U.S. company. You know, like that's it's still hard. You know, you need a U.S. visa or or a German subsidiary. So I believe that with a push to remote work, a lot of more people want to just get started before <laughs> doing all the necessary paperwork, whether it's non-technical or technical. So for technical roles, I think designing or giving at least examples of companies that have done this before, like like case studies or something, like, hey, for a salesperson, close 10 clients. Like that's your initial project. Um, I've see, I've see, I see this coming up more and more where like you don't straight up hire a sales guy immediately if you don't know if he's actually good at closing. But if he closes 10 companies within the first month, well, that's that's a great sign of, of, of uh, skill sets. Totally. Andreas, you're excited about it for, for a number of different reasons. Now, some candidates are scared to leave their you know cushy job or whatever it is to, to take on some of this risk. How, how do we make sure that the employers and employees and, and, and contractors have sort of the right expectations and alignment such that, you know, that, that they can be more secure in, 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 in having clear expectations that if they perform to a certain level, uh, they will, you know, they will get the job. So the the beauty of contract to hire is you don't start with an abstract role definition or with like a weird long job description. You start with having a problem and basically just saying we need somebody to solve it. And this is how you start. You literally define a problem, a project, put this on, for example, a platform like Lean Hire and say we need the right person. The interesting part here is... um, Concepts like contract to hire or lean hire attract very, very different kind of people like it would normally get on Upwork. It's not people who want like a lot of small little projects. It's actually people who want to like dig deep into one super interesting product over a longer time, but are just do not want to like basically bet on the wrong horse from the get-go and like want to like kind of like see if it's a good fit. So first of all, the, 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 the advantage you have is you start with the right kind of people. And what, what's your challenge now is to define the right goals, right expectations, and also like create like fair boundaries. The good thing is like a, a platforms, for example, like Lean Hire pre-create the audience pool. So like that helps you in general, like around expectations and everything. The most important thing from my point of view is you need to define the project as like one unit with like one payment. And at the same time, already roughly define, ideally in the detail define, but at least roughly define the, the job that afterwards coming out of that. So what is the salary I'm getting afterwards? What's the equity I'm getting afterwards? So that it's fair to both sides. So if I now work with you two weeks on this one project to, I don't know, build you this one iOS prototype, I want to also have the confidence that afterwards the job that you offer me is actually something that I do want. So the more transparency you can create early on, the better. 
The other thing that works really well is um, assuming your team can handle this kind of stuff is uh, embedding them into your actual team. So do not make this like a completely isolated thing. Ideally have them normally like as part of your team. If you need to like make like a mixed thing here, you know, maybe you're trying out two people at once or something like that. Sometimes this happens. Um, you're, you're working with like private Slack groups and this kind of stuff. It's very, very common, uh, like in, in especially remote teams to hire like that. So for example, uh, Webflow is famous for this. They basically um, have one, like the very few cultural fit interviews and directly afterwards to like one week contract to hire, like directly afterwards. And you get like full onboarding for one week. And if it's not a fit, you're offboard after one week. The same concept is called in a lot of other remote teams, uh, Hack Week. So you basically join a company in a hack week. You work on like one project for this one week. And if it's not a good fit, you're off board. The good thing about framing it around um, contract to hire and like lean hire is you can define it around like one specific thing that you actually need anyway. We need this rewrite of the iOS app. We need this new feature over here. And this here, even if the hire doesn't earn how not to be a good fit, this here becomes actually like like a valuable addition to your product. So um, it's not just like somebody joining your company for like a week and like maybe it's a good fit. It's like somebody actually working towards a very specific goal that you need as a business. And especially like early stage companies like in OnDeck, this is what, what they desperately need. For people who are still, you know, married to their traditional hiring process, um, you, you have a couple of lines that you usually like to say, like people aren't as good as hiring as they think. And sometimes it's just survivorship bias. Uh, so say, say a bit more about that for people who are wedded to their, you know, like, no, we have a process and, and we've hired so many people and we're doing well. I think uh, a lot of companies have problems identifying early talent when it's just a CV or just interviews. Um, people can say A and do B, like do perform incredibly well in interviews and then the first week of of work um, they might not be a good fit or in the first month so i think being open as a as a later stage company that has these um hiring processes in place i think it's it opens you up to more more insights early on so i think it all boils down whether you you want to have uh, a standardized process that is like a big funnel or more specifically higher uh, from a pre-vetted funnel that maybe like you, you, tr- you trust already like on deck or, or, or lean hire, which is uh, also a lot of YC founders bef- uh, who are joining. So um, that, that just saves you some time on, on some interviews. Now, I think for companies who have like an existing playbook, I think it's always good to like reflect on your own practices and just give it a try, like give it a try for like once or twice. Um, there's very little risk to get started, you know, like there's when, when using a platform like lean hire, every contractor is like, uh, like, uh, compliant with all the labor laws and IP transfer rights and, and NDA. So it's, there's very low risk on, on onboarding someone, especially when you give them access to only like a, a copy of a staging database or something. So I think more companies should give it a try just to see if their process still works in a COVID like world. Um, a lot of stuff has changed and we all know that you can't physically copy paste like a whiteboard. So obviously there's a lot of stuff happening that just does not work uh, in a physical world. And I do remember when I was running my company in an office that it's much easier to get to know someone when you just have them in the same office and like 
give a handshake, guide them around the office and have the team talk. And that just doesn't happen anymore in a remote work. So how do we de-risk like that part? I think that's where contract to hire makes a lot of sense. One thing also like worth remembering is the people you hire will hire the next people. So any problem you have in your hiring process will basically compound over time. Any problem you have in your talent pipeline will compound over time. Every mistake you do compounds over time and so on and so on. Like my biggest bad beef with most companies is that they're extremely opinionated about their interviewing and hiring process, but are actually not trained in it and not really good in it. And uh, to the point that I believe in many companies after the first two interviews, you could just basically introduce a random coin toss if you hire somebody or not, and you would most likely have the same outcome in quality. It's the, so like long story short, I'm a strong believer in getting people to work on actual projects as quickly as possible. And it's also like a good way to convince, I would say, people who you normally couldn't easily employ. Uh, I, I think um, I'm, for example, a good example of, for that. So technically, I'm an investor in OnDeck and Eric and David basically approached me with like several problems they had. We're like, hey, can you just like quickly help? Like kind of like save your own investment kind of approach. You know what I mean? Um, I started doing that and it was meant to be like 10 hours a week, became a little bit more, became another project, another project. And all of a sudden we're talking that I should join as a CTO. And I think I would not be, A, I wouldn't fit in any normal hiring process. Like I just wouldn't go through like this kind of process at all. Like neither would, because I don't want to. And second of all, because I don't think I would be really good in it. And uh, second of all, it's just really, really hard to convince me to join a company. Uh, and I think that's true for a lot of people out there. And uh, yeah, that's just like another, just I would say like silver bullet to solve this. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that, that's a great point. Maybe let's close on just talking about a bit about the, the product vision because we you know we have two announcements you guys are both respectively leading that vision uh Pierre, you, you've just joined as head of product where where is uh ondex product uh going Pierre, w- w- want to start us off so uh for those of you who follow on deck already um we are trying to build like the most sophisticated community for for tech uh, for people in tech and beyond and um what, what david said in the past was that people come for the community it's it's such a strong pull and such a massive uh, like benefit to, to be in this network, whether it's joining a company or starting a company, and they stay for the tools. Now, both of our jobs, uh, Andreas as CTO and me as head of product, is to make sure that these tools are just like top-notch and solve a lot of the pain points, whether it's finding a co-founder, finding founding engineers where lean hire com- can come into play, or, or, or finding your first angel check or, or whatever it is, offering deals to other companies. That's where uh, a strong product makes a huge difference. And, and I'm very, very excited to build, build it out and, and uh, be a, a big part of, of design, designing the, the overall roadmap. Andreas, any, any last words you want to leave us with and, and what, uh, what people can expect uh, or, or more beyond what Pierre said about the on-deck product? In simple terms, OnDeck is essentially building, I would say, two things at once. One is a private social network that focuses very much on being goal-driven, like objective-driven. For example, finding a co-founder, starting a company, becoming a professional writer, becoming a professional angel, and so on and so on. And the second part is an online education platform 
that um, has like one uh, special, I would say, twist is that every cohort, every program supplements the other programs. So we have the founders who build companies that the angels want to invest in and so on and so on. The, in, in tooling, um, especially like Lean Hire will become super interesting. Uh, if you're starting a new company, you need somebody, for example, to help you building out your first prototype or to help you out building the brand identity of your first company. This is where Lean Hire can come, become super useful. Like instead of like writing like a long job description, you basically kick off this one project. The uh, other part where Lean Hire can become super useful and will become super useful is let's say your company or your project doesn't work out uh, and you want to join something else. Um, or maybe you're just like, an, let's say, an angel investor and you're looking to see if there's something interesting out there that excites you. Um, you have projects that you can join on, like either uh, short term to just like figure out if it's a fit and uh, like just like to get, make some money and get by or long term to actually join the next rocket ship early on. And uh, this is the kind of stuff we're going to build over the next, I would say, few months. Awesome. That's a great place to close. My guest uh, today have been Andreas Klinger and, and Pierre Richardson. Guys, thanks for coming, uh, coming on the podcast. Eric, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out at villageglobal.vc. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. media we would love to wish the legend himself mr dave coke and a happy 68th birthday dave turned 68 on wednesday but in typical vegas fashion we're celebrating for a whole week until sunday at midnight you can celebrate with the legend himself by getting 10 days of dave coke's picks for only 68 bucks by using coupon code legend 68 at wagertalk.com happy birthday dave
You know, it's not often that you uh, you get to hang out with legends. Uh, most of them are usually dead, but not here on the College Basketball Tip-Off Show, alive and well. That's correct. Dave Token joining us here today, as is Ralph Michaels and Brian Leonard on this Monday. It is January the 11th, feller. Go figure. He's 11 days into 2021. And in case you guys are taking note at home, some great follows, too, here on Twitter. So make sure you jot down the Twitter handles here of these gentlemen, at B. Leonard Sports, at Dave Koken, at Cal Sports LV. Always great information, smart sports investing information coming your way. If nothing else, a pretty damn good and funny dog video, too, as well. So welcome in, guys. Four games on the board here tonight. It's a short card. We got four games we're going to talk about. Connecticut DePaul is certainly one of them. Bradley, Northern Iowa. We're going to take a look at Boise State, Wyoming, Colorado at Utah. And then, of course, we'll have a gold sheet play of the day as well as some of our best bets. So let's welcome Brian Leonard back into the show here today. Brian, how was your weekend, my friend? And uh, what do you got going on in uh, in college hoops here or at uh, wagertalk.com in general? Yeah, I struggled over the weekend. I. I thought for sure the Steelers were going to beat the Browns yesterday and being a Clevelander my entire life, I was pretty certain of that. And I think pretty much any Clevelander um, was certain the Steelers were going to win unless you were just a a bandwagoner. But yeah, it was a rough weekend for me. I do have a play up in the NBA today uh, off to a pretty nice start in the NBA and it's $9 Monday over at the site. So you can pick that up right now. I also have the total in tonight's national championship game. And like Dave Koken, I've got a play up already for hockey, which starts up on Wednesday. And I want to make sure we lock in this good number. So if you're going to be playing hockey, uh, make sure you get Dave and I's plays in hockey uh, for this uh, this opening week. No better time to do it than right now. It is $9 Monday, guys. Best bets right now, both sports memo and wagertalk.com. Yours for nine bucks. And Dave... Uh, it is, uh, I know it's your birthday on Wednesday, but happy birthday week, my friend. How was your weekend, and what do you got going on at Wage Talk? Uh, well, I didn't have a good golf weekend. Um, I, I, I did not do well with the uh, Tournament of Champions, but the uh, uh, the more mainstream stuff was good. Uh, good NFL weekend, real good college basketball weekend. I had a 5% play on Saturday. It was, it was close, but I got there, so the 5%... A success story continues. That's now, uh, I think it's 16 and two in the last 18. I hit 80% last year on uh, all my 5% and I'm a hundred percent so far this year. It's only two plays, but it's still two and oh, um, the birthday special is now up. Mm-hmm. You get, uh, 10 days of all my plays across the board. You get everything I've got, uh, for $68, which is, uh, is, you know, it's a good deal. Uh, and I do have one play. It's $9 Monday. I do have one play tonight in college basketball, which is uh, available for $9. I have a very small play on the football game, which is a free play. I said I was going to give it out free. And uh, so if you go to my page, uh, homepage at wagertalk, wt.buzz slash DC, you'll get a write-up on the Ohio State-Alabama game uh, free of charge. Hopefully it gets there. Awesome stuff there. And, of course, Ralph Michaels, who has been in – Cleveland heaven, guys, since Friday. It was Cleveland State we talked about on Friday. They were able to pull down the win. And, and then, of course, the Browns. I'm not sure if you've been to bed yet, Michaels, because uh, you've been partying 
all weekend, you and you and Brian, the both you over there. If Ohio State wins tonight, you might as well take the month off, you two, because it's going to be a hell of a party. How was your weekend outside of that, Ralph, besides, besides the Browns, of course? Uh, you know, back and forth. I'm just going to jump into Dave's numbers because he, he, you know, he like hems and haws over some things. So uh, let me see, Dave. $6.80 a day. People get excited about $9 wager talk where they get one play for wager talk. So you're getting Dave the next 10 days for $6.80 a day now to play. And if he just has one 5% play in there, that's normally $40. For $28, bucks, you are getting the rest of that 10-day period. And, Dave, I did look up your, uh, your streaks. You are your five-star streaks. You are 12-1. and one. And 16 and 2, 89%, your last 18 5% plays at Wager Talk. So, congrats. Uh, my weekend back and forth, a two and one day in college hoops yesterday. Uh, I do have one play today, guys, that I really think you should buy in college hoops. It's, one, it's, the off, it's an off board team. So, while everything says this is a 5% play, I only made it a 4% play because I don't want people to bet too much. There's an injury that it's very difficult to find out in those smaller conferences if the person's going to play or not. It would be a 5% even without knowing that injury. But again, an off-board game, so I made it a 4%, one college play, uh, and I do have a national title play as well. All right, they loaded uh, board today, guys. Great opportunity for you to head over to wagertalk.com. Take advantage of $9 Monday. Get all of these gentlemen's best bets today, but only today. That's why it's $9 Monday. So take advantage of it right now. And before we dive into uh, Connecticut DePaul here, guys, our first game up on the board, let's take a look at yesterday's top performers like we do. And uh, uh, Ralph, uh, any anything stand out to you yesterday? I mean, obviously, these three gentlemen, these three games were interesting. Indiana State, uh, Tyree Key, but anybody, what was the one that stood out to you yesterday? Yeah, I wish Tyreek Key would have kicked the chair on his way out of the locker room and not played because uh, Loyola was my one loss yesterday, and he burned me. And, boy, Loyola had a five-point lead with five minutes to go, and Key just went off and dominated the last ten minutes of that game to get him a win. So, you know, scoring 31 points is is nice, but when you're down against a team that uh, you're an underdog – and that performance gets you the win and the upset, that gets an extra asterisk for me. Good stuff there. Let's take a look at some of the best, uh, the biggest covers uh, yesterday, too, as well in College Hoops. A couple of interesting games there. Uh, Vermont, Colgate at the top. I haven't talked about Colgate much uh, this year. Hartford taking care of U.S. Law at a back-to-back there. Uh, Dave, was there any one particular game uh, yesterday over the weekend that stood out to you? Well, the 5% play. Because <laughs> uh, I, I I won a game where my team went one for fifteen in regulation on threes. You know, generally not going to win those. Uh, they went one for one in the overtime though, and and uh, that helped. Mm-hmm. So and then Minnesota Iowa yesterday. You know, I don't often say this. I uh, that was a really easy pick for me, uh, and it it got there. I, it, they're not generally that easy to pick, but it was an obvious revenge spot. There was a gigantic outlier from the first time they met, which was the Johnson kid who had eight for nine three-pointers in the first meeting. In all the rest of the uh, Minnesota games combined, he's got three three three-pointers. 
So, I mean, it's a complete fluke game. And, and, and Iowa took care of business yesterday. It got a little interesting late, but uh, I wish there was one on the card that jumped out that much mm. every day. And uh, it produced a good result. Well, it's, uh, there were a couple of games here, and we'll put the list of uh, the top overs and, uh, and the biggest unders uh, from yesterday. But a couple of those games from yesterday, we're going to see the second end of a uh, back-to-back, including Bradley, Northern Iowa. We're going to talk about that here in a couple of minutes. But uh, how about that Nebraska-Indiana game there, uh, Ralph? They're hitting, uh, getting over by a ton yesterday. Not a lot of folks uh, thought we were going to see an awful lot of points there. Yeah, you know, especially for an Indiana team that, you know, is close to 300 in, in terms of tempo. So, um, you know, it was a game that Nebraska just kept uh, Nebraska just kept pushing the tempo. And you look at Nebraska's numbers, you know, Nebraska right now is top 15 as far as uh, shooting the ball on offense in terms of time of possession. So, you know, uh, Fred Hoiberg doesn't have them holding the ball. He gets down there, they make one pass, they shoot the ball, and it's a game where, you know, was close enough where they get pressing that pace. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and a small card here today, guys, but we'll start right off with, uh, let's go to it. Let's go to UConn taking on DePaul here, a matchup of waiting to see um, exactly where this line is going to go. It's kind of been fluctuating back and forth here. It opened up at five, I saw five and a half, back to five, the total Coming down a little bit, opened up at 141. I'm seeing 140. And I'll start with you, Brian. You talk to us. DePaul started off here, COVID issues all up and down, started a little bit late. But there's a lot of people very high on this UConn team here this year, doing a great job on a great streak. How do you see UConn, third game on the road, by the way, heading to DePaul? Yeah, I, I, uh, kicking myself, I had, uh, had it written down for UConn against Butler in the first game uh, just over the weekend on Saturday, and I forgot to play it. I, I, I hate it when that happens. And I do want to point out something, you know, um, Rolf had mentioned his play tonight. Um, it's not an off-board game. It's an added board game. If it was off the board, nobody could bet it. <laughs> thanks, so, thanks, thanks for semantics, Brian. Appreciate that. Oh, we <laughs> off-board games with their book. Um, yeah, so he's got a nice play going for tonight. Yeah, but this Connecticut team is a team on the rise. I really like the way this team is playing. A uh, huge offensive rebounding team. They're second in the country in offensive rebounding. Uh, Justin efficiency offense, 14th. It's a team playing really good ball right now. And basically, they're staying underneath the national radar. Um, you know, they lost that game to Creighton earlier. That's their only lost on the season. Lose that game 76 to 74. Uh, that was a game in which uh, Creighton shot very well from three, and they struggled from three. That was their worst shooting game of the season uh, for three. But they're going up against this DePaul team, and as you mentioned, this is a team just coming back. They've only played the four games. Uh, important game, if you're looking at it from a scheduling standpoint, uh, DePaul is now 0-3 in conference. So this is this is definitely a must-win game for them. I just don't think they're good enough to get this victory here. You take a look at what they do on the season. Uh, turnover percent, 287th offensively. Uh, free throw rate, 337th. This is a team who doesn't get to the foul line, and they turn the ball over. Not a good pairing when you're going up against this, this Connecticut team, which I think is a little bit underrated at this point. Um, although the spot says DePaul, with that 0-3 record in conference, 1-3 on the season, 
I like Connecticut here. I missed out on them, like I said, on Saturday. I won't miss out on them again today. I like the Connecticut Huskies here. Uh, Dave, it does look like uh, Boog Knight is out uh, with that elbow well, injury. Does that change anything for you? I, I don't know if he's out or not. Uh, oh. I mean, I'm seeing game time decision. So uh, it's an impressive win for UConn at, uh, at Butler without Boog Knight, uh, who's you know clearly their best player um, and is a just a phenomenal defender. He, he's one of the best defensive players in the country. Um, wish I knew that, what his status was. I agree in that it, Brian mentioned it. It's not a bad spot for DePaul. I agree with that. Uh, they're coming off, you know, Huskies coming off two road wins against Marquette and Butler, and they've got Villanova on deck uh, in a big game. So, you know, if there's a little bit of a flat spot, this is a team they've already beaten too. Bear that in mind. So, yeah, I, these are spots that are worrisome to me. They, they absolutely hammered DePaul in the first game. Um, I mean, it was just no contest. They, they were up 26, one by 21. Um, and then they get two more wins over good, well, I won't say good opponents, but Marquette certainly is, and Butler isn't bad, um, at least at home. So, you know, it's kind of a dead spot for them. But I, I just can't bet DePaul. Um, every year. This has gone on for like, I don't know, four or five years now. Hear the same thing before every season. Well, you know, this is the year DePaul might start to make some progress. And then you never do. Okay, it's a shitty program. It just is. They should. Uh, they need to get another coach who can recruit the Chicago area. There's no excuse for them not to be getting better players in Chicago in the Big East. Okay, I mean, maybe they're not going to recruit at Illinois' level the Big Ten, but they should still be getting better players than they do. And you know, one thing you can count on, on DePaul, basically from year to year, is they're going to be a bad defensive team. Uh, it probably plays too fast for their own good. I can't play them even in a good spot, so it's a no play for me. And that's it. Ralph, I got to ask you, man, it's amazing how much being a great rebounding team covers some of the uh, terrible shooting for the Huskies. 50% effective field goal percentage. Not like they shoot lights out, but a lot of those rebounds, that'll mask a lot of that deficiency. Yeah, you know, Dave, I'm going to add one more note to your DePaul. Uh, Remember, oh, we had the playoff campus. It was a pain in the ass. We didn't get fan support. So, when they had their new stadium, what, last year or the year before, they built a brand-new stadium. So I guess that wasn't the – or hold on. I don't want Brian yelling at me. It's an arena. It's not a stadium. So sorry about that, Brian. I corrected myself. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah, Dan Hurley said, the, you know, the Butler win without, without book night was – he said one of the best games they've ever played. So – you know, Book Knight started every game averaging 20 points. He wasn't there for the Butler game. They still win by 12. They shoot 43%. They actually gave up 47%. You know, DePaul does force some turnovers. And I am a little leery back in UConn. I don't have the guts to bet DePaul, but it's certainly a game I'm going to stay away with. Uh, Book Knight has a hyperextended elbow. And, you know, if, if you're Dan Hurley, you already beat Butler. You have you have DePaul today, and you have Villanova at home on Friday. I mean, if Book Knight's ninety percent, do you even play him? I mean, I say let's get the win. Don't worry about margin. Let's have him completely healthy for Villanova. So I I don't play him tonight. So you know that makes me think this is the third straight road game 
and I'd be leery to play UConn for that reason. All right, Ralph, I'm going to stay with you then. Talk to me your thoughts on this Bradley Northern Iowa game here. We called you yesterday. Uh, of course, Northern Iowa had a good second half, was able to uh, pull away the number. Uh, hanging around there, uh, pretty steady also. Actually, it flipped. I'm sorry. Opened up two and a half. I'm seeing now one and a half towards uh, Bradley here. Are you at the point in the season, Ralph, where these, these second ends of these backs-to-backs, have you noticed anything? Does it apply to this game at all? Well, I can tell you this, that yesterday uh, I played two games where teams lost as a favorite the night before. You were laying less yesterday and both won and covered. So uh, absolutely, I'm keeping my eye on on that. Uh, for the for the mainline teams, it's just a couple games over 50%. So it's not a wow percentage. But clearly, you know, I'm like Dave, and I am looking for outliers from one game to the next if, if a team is shooting that. You know, and I'm going to bring this up here. Uh, you look at yesterday's game. UNI was minus two and a half. And they won 78-72. Well, they shot 51%. That was their second best percentage on the year. Bradley shot 41%. It was their third worst percentage on the year. You have a UNI team that's, you know, 2-7 and seven against the spread. Remember, this is that same UNI team that was planning to have A.J. Greenback, the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. He's been out since the Richmond game and out for the year since December. Um, And yesterday was Bradley's first game in 19 days. So they had one of those COVID layoffs. You add that all together. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking for the bounce back today. And uh, you know, I I think, I think the Braves, I think the Braves can pull this one out. Dave, you agree looking back for the, uh, for the bounce back in this game? Well, Ralph brought up some points that I think are valid. Um, Bradley was coming off a long layoff. It appeared to affect them more on defense uh, than offense. This is a very good defensive team, especially in terms of uh, preventing points inside. And they had a bad game yesterday uh, from that standpoint. So I would think that would be corrected. There's a couple of things that are a little worrisome. Boya, he's off the bench, but he's he's a really big guy. And uh, he he has been valuable for them defensively. He's out. Uh, and they might be out. Average weight loss, 15.4 pounds in first two months. For guarantee, cancel within first 14 days. Discount with two months of auto delivery. Food charge and shipped every four weeks. Call or see website for details. Do you want to lose 18 pounds fast and improve your health? Now you can lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months with Nutrisystem. Get delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, even snacks and shakes delivered safely to your door. All delivered for free. It's easy to follow, and you'll see results in your first week. Just text BODY to 323232. You'll get your favorite foods made healthier and perfectly balanced to put your body in fat-burning mode. Text BODY to 323232 right now and get 50% off a month of meals and shakes. That's right, 50% off a month of meals and 50% off a month of shakes with probiotics to help support your immune system. Just text BODY to 323232 right now. There's even a money-back guarantee. Millions of people have lost weight with Nutrisystem, and you can too. Lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months. Just text BODY to 323232. That's B-O-D-Y to 323232. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting Rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. One other short, one other guy. I think it's Hogan, uh, who uh, missed yesterday's game, and uh, could I, I'm assuming he's probably not not playing again. Uh, not Hogan, uh, uh, Kingsby. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think 
this is one of those zigzags where I, I, I think uh, Bradley has a good chance to get back uh, into the win comp. They're the better team, okay? I mean, you might not have said that had Green been in the lineup in Northern Iowa, but they lost him, and it's just been a tough year for that team. They're fundamentally sound, so they're, they're going to win some games, but they just don't have a lot of talent. I think Bradley's the better club, and yesterday's game was close all the way. I think this one probably will be as well, but I, I'd give Bradley the edge. Uh, Brian opens up at 139 as a total. I'm seeing 136.5 uh, at a couple of places as well here. That second game, right? At a college kids, they're not – that's not what they do. How, how are you approaching this game? Yeah, from a total standpoint, second time you play a team in a row there, you, you tend to know what they're trying to do. You know their moves. So that's usually something that you'll – You'll see happen as the game is bet down a little bit. Uh, third row game in a row here for Bradley, although, as was mentioned, doesn't uh, have a change of scenery today as they're playing back-to-back at Northern Iowa. Uh, Bart Torvik does a game score, and uh, he basically had this game being, when you when you analyze everything out, the luck factor, uh, it's basically a pick em. So basically last night, uh, even though Northern Iowa wins that, or wins that game, um, it's a situation where the game played out as if it could have gone either way. It was a coin flip game. Uh, David mentioned the bounce back situation here. I think that's something to take a look at for uh, Bradley. Uh, Bradley's not a team that gets to the free throw line. That is a concern. Um, you know, from a three from a free throw ranking, it shoots seventy two percent. They look pretty good there. Uh, but Northern Iowa had a really nice shooting night, especially from a three point last night. Ten of twenty two. That's the reason they won that game. But I think it's a situation here where if you look at uh, this game, neither team gets to the foul line very often. So I think the game will be decided when the game is live on the court there as opposed to shooting free throws. Uh, but I think Bradley's probably the right side here. Nice bounce back here from a game they could have easily won yesterday. All right, good stuff. Just a reminder here, guys, as well, wagertalk.com, sportsmemo.com. It is $9 Monday if you head over right now. You get Brian Leonard, you get Dave Kogan, you get Ralph Michaels, you get their best bets that are up right now for 9 bucks today. Certainly take advantage of it. And if uh, one day is not enough, take 30 days. All access, $1.99, every college and every NBA play from these gentlemen, all yours for $1.99. And Dave, I'm going to turn to you here for uh, Oregon-Colorado. This Colorado team, we talked about them last week. Taking down uh, Oregon, great game in uh, in Colorado. Looking to take on a Utah team that has disappointed some, but uh, it's the McKinley Wright Show. They're laying three, opens up at one thirty six. Where do you land on this Colorado team right now? Well, this is a really big game for Utah. Uh, you know they're one and three in the conference now. They they uh, had a win against Washington to start the season, and since then. Lose UCLA, lose USC, and lose Oregon. Um, they need a win, big time, or they're going to be falling out of contention in the Pac-12 pretty quickly. And I think the spot does favor the Utes here. Uh, Oregon's coming off you know, a great win for them against, uh, uh, not Oregon, uh, uh, Colorado. Colorado's coming off a, a great win for them against Oregon. I know they always beat Oregon on that court, but it's still a really good win. Uh, Lost a tough game at UCLA, beat USC, and not to take anything away from what the Buffs are doing, but USC was absolutely horrible in that game. I thought they lacked effort and just played a really poor game. Lost to uh, Arizona. I, I still think Colorado's a little overrated. Okay, uh, Ken Palm has them as 
number 20th ranked team. Um, and I know that there's no bias involved there. That's all data. But I don't think they're the 20th best team. I don't know if they're the 30th best team. I think they're really dependent on McKinley Wright. And one thing I will say is, you know, if they get to the free throw line, uh, don't send them to the foul line. Let's put it that way. This is the best foul shooting team in the country. I mean, it's just an amazing. Uh, what is it? 85, 86% for the season as a team on foul shots. It's absolutely incredible. And that's a little bit of a worry here. Because if Utah gets aggressive defensively and commits a lot of fouls, they give up a lot of points in the game. But it's a scheduling spot for me, and I think the scheduling spot in the situation does favor Utah. Close game, I'll give Utah plus the points the edge. I like that. Brian, I, I, what do you think? Uh, maybe a little overvalued here with uh, Colorado as, uh, as they head on the road to Utah? I, I see uh, Bartorovic has uh, Colorado 17 too. So, uh, they're all pretty much in the same range here for Colorado. Uh, Dave mentioned the uh, free throw shooting, number one in the nation. The problem I have with that is there's nowhere to go but down when you're yeah. <laughs> number one in the nation, especially when you're shooting 86% from the foul line. I can guarantee you there's not going to be a team at the end of the season shooting 86% from the foul line. So they have shot pretty well from uh, three and two. So they do have pretty good athletes on this team. But uh, anytime that happens you have to realize that there's going to be some regression involved here uh coming off that game against oregon uh that was a game that they pulled away late got that victory against oregon you know utah is much better when the record is they, they pointed it out they're one and three in conference uh four and four overall uh the spot is probably better here for utah uh utah's a team that probably needs it more although colorado's only two and two as good as they've been they're only two and two in conference right now, so the game means a lot to them. Uh, the line is basically where I thought it would be at this point, so I don't think I have enough on it. Uh, I'd like to fade Colorado a little bit, but I don't think the numbers out there in which I think there's value, so I'm going to be passing on this one. This is one of those uh, situations there, Ralph. Are you going to go with the uh, the home dog in this one? Is there enough value there for you? Well, I, I'm actually going to disagree with Dave and Brian. I think the schedule is clearly in the advantage of Colorado. You know, granted, Colorado wasn't supposed to play this game. This is another game that just got scheduled 36 hours ago. But Colorado's off that Oregon win on Thursday. Utah played Oregon on Saturday. That's two extra days rest. And one thing I want to point out now, because they fit this game in, these two teams were supposed to play the last game of the season. Oregon also plays Stanford on Thursday and also plays Cal on Saturday. So they're going to play three games in five days, four games in eight days. So not only keep your eye on this game, perhaps look to fade Utah against Stanford, a very tough scheduling spot moving forward. You know, I, I think this, I think that, um, you know, you want to use the transitive properties, which we know doesn't work in handicapping, but Colorado beat Oregon at home as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Utah lost by six as a two-and-a-half-point dog. Best player on the court is, is McKinley Wright, no question. 21 points and 10 turnovers over Oregon. Uh, you know, I, I am not going to get to the window with it, but I have a definite lean with Colorado. And trust me, I have Utah's game circled on both Thursday and Saturday. It's too bad they're playing Cal, you know, the worst team in the Pac-12, maybe with the exception of Washington on Saturday. But – uh, both of those games, I'll look at this game. And 
look to fade him moving forward. All right, one more game we're going to take a look at here in uh, in the Mountain West. It'll be Boise State, uh, Wyoming. Uh, also have a gold sheet play today coming your way as well as the best bets. But this Boise State team, uh, Brian, I'll start with you. Pretty impressive. Uh, what, a 10-game winning streak now? All they do is score. Uh, and now they're getting ready to take on a uh, Wyoming team here who, I, I don't know, how do you, it's a big number. It's coming down to uh, it opened up 8, 8.5. I'm seeing 7.5 uh, right now. So is the total coming down. How do you have these two teams right now? Yeah, the line's a little bit too high to keep me away from it. Um, the only way I could look in this one would be Wyoming. Uh, yeah, you mentioned 10 straight wins for uh, for Boise State. It is a step-up game for Wyoming. They haven't played a top 100 team yet, and uh, Boise has already played Houston. Uh, 10-point loss on the road. Not that unimpressive, even though they lost by 10. Houston's been one of those teams. It's been a real moneymaker. They've done very well this year. Uh, then they beat BYU on the road, which is always impressive to win that game 74 to 70. So Boise has proven that they could play against high-quality opposition. We haven't seen that out of Wyoming yet. Uh, Wyoming's a team right now, 1-1 in conference. They split out on the road at Fresno State, uh, losing the last game they played on Monday, last Monday, a week ago, 81 to 61. Uh, did not have a good game that week. In fact, that was their worst uh, defensive performance of the season when you look at points per possession. So uh, Wyoming, the game is more important to Wyoming here, but the I, I'm just concerned that they have not played a team of this caliber yet. Uh, Boise State's one of those teams that uh, a good free throw shooting team, 75.5%. It comes down to fouls is the team you want to bet on. But the line's a little bit too high. I thought the line should have been roughly six. We're looking at the eight range. So it's going to keep me off of this contest. Uh, Dave, is it is it too big a number in your in your opinion at this point? It's too big for me to play. Uh, I'm not going to lay that many points in the road. Um, but I will say a couple of things here. Uh, Boise's impressive. Uh, I, I'm not saying impressive that they're going to get to the NCAA tournament and, and beat teams. That that's not going to happen. But they're uh, Leon Rice said before the season that was the most athletic team he's ever had at Boise, and uh, he looks to be right on that count. They're good. Wyoming. Uh, I think everybody who follows Mountain West basketball was uh, a believer that they, they made a great hire in Jeff Linder, who had done terrific work at Northern Colorado and was just a massive upgrade from Allen Edwards. And that's worked out so far. Uh, Wyoming's playing with a lot more energy than they did last year. They're still a flawed team. They're, they're really bad defensively, especially in the paint. And that's something I think Boise's going to try and exploit. But, you know, I, I want to see how this game plays out. Um, if Boise settles for a lot of outside shots and they can get a little bit trigger happy with the threes at times, uh, I think that would be a mistake on their part. I want to see them pound the ball inside and take advantage of what I think the Wyoming liabilities are. So this could be a lesson because these teams meet again on Wednesday. And uh, it's a game I'm going to watch, probably not live because I want to watch the football game. But uh, uh, I'll try and figure out a way to see this. Um, if it's on regular TV, I'll be able to tape it. If it's just on the internet, then I won't. Uh, but uh, I want to see this game and try and get an idea of what might happen in the rematch on Wednesday. I think that might be the more playable spot as opposed to tonight. Ralph, which defense do you trust more in this uh, in this matchup over here? We know Wyoming can score, Boise State can score. Who do you like defensively? 
Well, you know, you look at you look at Boise's numbers. I mean, Boise obviously, as as Dave said, Wyoming's interior defense is not good. They're they're not big. I mean, your front court is I think six five, six seven, six ten. Um, but you you look at Boise, and I, I'm shocked. I actually have Boise power rated at ten, which gives me a two point advantage here. But I'm not going to play it. Number one, again, you're on the road laying this many. And then you look at their last three games. They let San Jose shoot 51%. San Jose State is not a good offense. Game number one against Air Force, they allowed the Falcons 47%. Game number two against the Falcons, they allowed 53.3%. So that current form, I'll tell you what, that's why they're 0-2-1 ATS their last three games, because they've allowed that type of defense. Now, they, they, they're going to be a much better team moving forward. Marcus Shaver, their best player, their point guard, he was a Portland transfer. He was all West Coast Conference. He sat out last year. He started the first three games this year, was out for four games, just came back. They've been working up his minutes, and he finally started Air Force game number two. So look for an improvement from Boise. But on the flip side, they are also uh, likely tonight without Emmanuel Alcott uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, Emmanuel uh, Acott. He started the first seven games. Got hurt against Air Force game number two. He's questionable today. Um, so they still not may have the same team. But this is the Boise team circle. I see reasons with those guys that were started. That in two or three games, when they're back together and playing together, I think they're going to be just there. Uh, FYI, Boise five straight overs. Wyoming, six and two over under, six overs and two unders, their last eight games. So keep an eye on that total. Yep, it'll be very interesting there. Opened up at 150. It's come back a little bit, uh, but not much there. So uh, I'm with Dave. It's going to be a fun game to watch and then uh, see what happens in a couple of days from now. We also have our friends at the Gold Sheet have given us, like they always do each and every show here, a play of the day. And We'll throw that up there. And, of course, a reminder, Ralph, you will post this uh, full report here on your Twitter page. But they like UConn in this matchup, Ralph. They do. Uh, again, a light card today. They only had a couple plays posted today. I picked out the UConn game. So uh, UConn is the gold sheet play of the day. And as as you said, Joe, at Cal Sports LV, I will post that right up so you can read it in its entirety on Twitter. All right. It is time for our best bet section here, guys. We'll go around the horn. We'll start with Brian Leonard here. And just a reminder, guys, right now, $9 Monday. Take advantage. Brian Leonard, Dave Koken, Ralph Michaels, grab their best plays right now. Wagertalk.com for just $9. And, Brian, you looked at this card, like Ralph said, small card here tonight, but what game did you circle first? Yeah, we talked about it earlier, Connecticut. Uh, the gold sheet liked them. I like them. I think on the small card, that's your best bet in this in this show. What really gets me here is the offensive rebounding percentages. Connecticut is second in the country in offensive rebounding percentages, and DePaul allows uh, 34.9, which is 324%. So you got one team that has a major edge on the on the offensive rebounds against a team in DePaul that's still finding their footing coming back from uh, – from COVID, uh, I'll lay the points here with Connecticut as my best bet. 
the points there. All right, Dave, which way are you going, my friend? Uh, this is, I, I did play one game tonight. We actually talked about that game, and you can probably figure out who it is if you uh, go back in time and, and uh, listen to the analysis. Uh, the game I'm using for the best bet of the show is one of the games we talked about that I'm not playing. So you can eliminate that one. But I did use Utah as the best bet here on the show. There we go. And Ralph, uh, where are you leaning here tonight on this card? Sorry to disappoint, guys. There were no teams in the 300 category that I can yeah. use today. <laughs> so uh, I, am an, I am on team number 291, Florida A&M. Uh, Got to love the Rattlers out of Tennessee. Uh, they're playing South Carolina State. They played them yesterday. Florida A&M, the much better team. South Carolina State, 0-10. Florida A&M led that game 69-56. They got outscored 12-1 to down the stretch. Obviously failed to cover as a as a almost a two-touchdown favorite. They turned the ball over 21 times. Robert McCullum, their head coach, was furious. Yeah, that's the same Robert McCullum that was at Western Michigan and USF. Uh, you know, while, while Florida A&M is 291, they are the much superior team against South Carolina State. They break their number right at home, and this time they do not let up late and let South Carolina State make that, make that big run to cover. All right, very good. I'm going to be leading the over in Colorado, Utah. Colorado at this point, 72 points in nine of their 11 games, and while uh, they play a little slower there, Utah, they have. In four, I believe three out of their four Pac-12 games have had at least 138 points or more scored uh, in their games. Opened up at 136 and a half. I'm in 138s out there now, but I'm going to lean to a little bit more scoring, especially at the end of the game when the uh, free throw shooting comes into play for Colorado. Uh, best bet recaps here. Let's take a look. Ralph Michaels, he's going with, uh, what is that team number? 7,100? Oh, no, no, that's right. You said you couldn't play them. Uh, Florida A&M laying the 13 and a half. Ryan Leonard going with UConn. Dave likes Utah two and a half. I'm going to go with the over there at 138 for the Colorado-Utah game. The gold sheet like UConn as well. You guys should definitely head over. Take advantage of $9 Monday right now at Wager Talk. Go get Brian's page. Go hey. get his best bets. Dave's and Ralph right now. Nine bucks at wagertalk.com. Ralph. You know, Joe, if you keep that shit up with my game numbers, I'm just going to call you Brian Leonard from here on out. <laughs> Sorry, I won't do that. I won't do that. I apologize. Your ass is singing birthday tomorrow whether you like it or you don't, Ralph. So you might as well just tune in for that because you are definitely singing tomorrow. Uh, Dave Kogan also, birthday special available. Get 10 days of his plays, guys. 10 days. All his plays. And we're talking about golf. We're talking about hockey start. We're talking about college hoops, the rest of the NFL. You can get it for 10 days right now uh, for 68 bucks. You can't go wrong. Head over to wagertalk.com. Use the code LEGEND68 and get it done. Brian Leonard, thanks for the time, my friend. Uh, we'll see you again. Dave, Ralph, as always, a pleasure, guys. Best of luck. Hit that bell in the upper right-hand corner, guys. Come back and join us again tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Good luck with your plays tonight in College Hoop. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk tomorrow. Tuesdays is known as $2 Tuesdays at wagertalk.com and sportsmemo.com, where you can get the hottest handicappers, best bet, or daily package for only $2.
Some people make a single cup of coffee, others an entire pot. At Community Coffee, we make ours with a commitment. Because community isn't just our name, it's our mission. Find us at your grocery store or communitycoffee.com to learn more. Of all the streaming services out there, only one is different. Discovery Plus. It's the greatest collection of real-life entertainment on the planet. 55,000 episodes of food, love, true crime, home, from networks like TLC, HGTV, and tons more. Yes! With stars like Chip and Joe, an exclusive new series from 90 Day Fiancé, all in one place. Bam! Discovery Plus. Stream now. Stream what you love. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd. Or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. And please be sure to click that like, share, and subscribe button because this is the dopest morning show in politics, probably period. But we'll get to that in a second. What y'all watching? What's on y'all radar, man? Right where I'ma be, where my niggas never code switch. Keep it black without apologies. Come follow me, you see I'm posted. Where the troopers at? Squirrel gang, trap squad, all up in the super chat. Mondale, Marcus, and Ben, they keep it super black. Nothing but the truth, in fact. No wonder crackers be mad at this. Progressive black men, political strategists, savages. They ain't rocking with no elitists. They be stumping for the chronically oppressed and mistreated. Them folks who sat the table, but ain't never been seated the bench they get heated like these niggas on some free shit but they give it to us raw the way we really need this indeed it's the stuff we could never get enough of no smoothing out the edges my brothers they keep it up cause whiteness makes the rules and our people well they suffer and just saying this is clickbait to the white power structure keep that higher never be damned keep that smile and that style that black Yo, 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 hey, everyone, welcome, 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 one and all, men, women, ladies, gentlemen, non-gender conforming folks, that's what I'm talking about, clickbaity, political thirst trap, you are live with the hardest, loudest, (laughs) dopest, Trap squattiest morning show <laughs> in America. And you might be wondering, all right, America, you might be wondering real quick, hey, uh, what's up with all the shades? Well, hey. 
First, right. we cool as hell, and we got swag. Yeah, no, I mean, not, not a lot of other progressive political shows has much swag. They got bad cameras and bad attitudes. But when you come over here to clickbaity political thirst trap, we give you high quality work. Give you high quality quality shit, bro. This is, it's, 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 it's Friday before we we see if we gonna finalize a transition. So we might as well get it all out. Uh, we, it's high quality shit y'all get here right yeah, here. Yeah, y'all getting high quality shit. So welcome to welcome to clickbaity political thirst trap. And I'm joined by. Uh, some amazing folks this morning. I'm going to start with the Trap Squad host, uh, hostess, hostess, hostessers with the mostessers. Uh, um, uh, my man, Mondell Robinson. Mondell, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, man. What's popping, y'all? Man, awesome, man. It's always great to see you, my brother, man. That's a warrior walking. And next, my other host, Benjamin uh, P. Man. Dixon. Bruh. I'm just trying to stay humble in this flashy American capitalistic white supremacist imperialist society, but we still got to stay fresh, right? That's what I'm talking about. And, and and guess what? Before we move on to our special guest who came on, the first white woman to come on clickbaity political. <laughs> and y'all know track. she was on time. She was so good and on time. Man, no, was on no time Mika too. was in the waiting room. <laughs> Bro, we were still waking up good. No Mika was in the waiting room. <laughs> hey, uh, but before we move on to No Miki, uh, DJ Triple X exclusive James Bubba yeah, Williams. Yeah. What's happening, bruh? Not much, y'all. What's going on? What's going on? Hope y'all living good this morning. Nothing but the rent, brother. Nothing, <laughs> Nothing but, the, but rent. the rent. Okay, <laughs> so let me take these off. Let me, this this for the patron part. Let me take these off so I can see y'all. <laughs> so I so so I'm still I'm still like we we spent last night. Real late, oh, man. Yeah, so that I, these glasses are for real for me, but eventually I'll take them off. But yeah. I would like to welcome to the show uh, our, a, a sister of our show, a sister in thought, uh, someone who I've worked with for worked with a very long time ago with Bernie Sanders in 2016. Um, also uh, a Tucsonian from Tucson, Tuscan. Well, well not, I live in New York. Yeah, but but yeah. she currently re- resides in New York. Uh, no Mickey, no no Mickey, no Mickey, no no Mickey. The 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 woman that is actually holding it down. We haven't even had coordinated conversations about how mm-hmm. we feel, but she has been uh. saying and, and, and parroting the same things that we have. So, no Mickey, how are you doing this morning? I'm. I mean, listen. The, uh, we thought 2020 was shitty. <laughs> It's been, it's been one week. <laughs> no, I think I think we're cleansing it out. That's my feeling. Like everyone, you know, they they keep saying it's the great reveal. Sure as hell, it's the great reveal. This is <laughs> they're revealing themselves. Let's just say that. I'm good. I'm good. It's I am so honored to be here. I love your show. This uh-huh. is like I, I'm. I don't throw out compliments if I don't mean them. I don't throw out uh-huh. anything if I don't mean it. I think this show is the. One of, if not the one of the best well-produced shows right now on YouTube. It is absolutely the best morning uh, show. It's got vibe. Yeah. It's got energy. It feels like you're watching. I mean, I grew up in cable news world. It feels like you're on one of these like amazing morning sets with all this energy, except uh, it's over Zoom, which is the hardest thing to do. So I give you guys so much love and so much credit. You are you. killing it. Killing thank it. Thank you, Nomi. No, and I wore my that. sunglasses no. for you. Nomi. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so that was so sweet, man. I, we, we really appreciate that, man. Now, now you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> can't tell me nothing. And we got a little bit of cover because she wearing her shades. Who gonna mess with us? Like, don't get me wrong, we wear our shades anyway. But it does help to have a little right. bit of white woman cover because you, you know. 
I'm just, <laughs> solidarity, guys. Solidarity. solidarity. We can't be out here by ourselves completely, totally out here. But so it's pretty cool. You rocking your shades with us this border. But uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm genuflecting to my my usual. I'm usually doing shows by myself. Uh, uh, Marcus, you in charge, bro. Yeah, it's all good, man. Listen, first, yesterday, Trap, y'all owe us some damn money because yesterday we gave y'all, yesterday we gave, nah, man, y'all owe us some money. I'm saying, listen, pass the plate around. And if you put gum in it or an empty envelope, with your name okay, so it? so I am going to interject here. I, I am going to teach you the ways of the black church and how you raise an offering because because you can't just right out tell them you owe us the money, but you got to make them oh, feel I know, I, passionate I about it. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't talking from the black church experience. I was talking to <laughs> you talking from a D boy spending D boy. Give me my run me my money. D boy. You D boy in the chat room. In other words, you sending me out there to do the Lord's work. Oh, Yo, man. <laughs> so um yes yesterday we kind of I'm gonna jump into it, Anomi. So okay. yesterday we just um oh, getting real. Oh we taking oh we taking all right, let's do it. New, new right. ones, all right. Switch. Let's <laughs> talk. Solidarity. <laughs> so <laughs> What would I say? I normally say judge a pastor when I tell people that, you know, to, to mind their business. But what we say to, to, to progressives who don't think we progress like what? Mind, yeah. your, own, mind your own socialisms. I don't we'll figure it out before the end of the episode. Go ahead, Marcus. Yeah. No, yesterday. So yesterday we touched on it. We had a real, you know, in-depth conversation with Dr. Cornel West about like um, his, you know, he he supported um, uh, force the vote. Yeah. And, and we're and, and I promise America we're not going to stay on this. But actually, today's episodes would know me from what we said before. Yeah. Uh, the show started just turning into a whole new thing. Um, and and one thing that and I wish we had a clip of it, David. But one thing that Dr. West said was, "Man, I wish I would have talked to y'all brothers before." Mm. Yeah. Uh, before you know, he he went out in public, and I tried to reach out to him, but he's Doctor West. It's not like he gets he just has to answer Marcus whenever I call, right? <laughs> so, but so, he said but, he does. He said but, he, does. He, so he, he he does. But I mean, yeah. he's also busy, and it was also the holidays. Yeah. So yeah. You, you know, um, but he did promise us he'd come back on, and he came back on. Um, but one of the things that we said about force to vote was okay not only is it a bad tactic but you're acting you're asking black and brown people to 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 run up run up on nancy pelosi uh uh and shoot their one little shot and then and then not only not get anything not pass a bill for medicare for all but then not really specifically get anything for the black and brown communities besides a medicare a medical system that is still inherently racist within itself and he you know he thought about it he listened to what mondale said about you know mondale has speaks eloquently about the technical aspects of how mm, congress yeah. works and how unrealistic it is and that, that's one one thing i appreciate about that brother this is one show that you know we can we could just tear it up from all sides. Right. So I guess I wanted to get your thought process on first what you think about hashtag rep one. Uh, if we're going to be silly, then let's be silly together. Um, <laughs> uh, and then and and then and secondly, like, um, uh, well, just I'll let you, I'll just seat the floor to you, sis. First, I, this is exactly why I love your show. It's it's fun. It's it's got energy. It's got passion. It's got humor. But you guys come with real experience. and. 
And what you don't know, you bring people in who have real experience. And that's, I mean, Marcus, you're an organizer. You get it. Mandel, you know that the intricacies of, of how this, this system functions, right? I think what was so enlightening about what you said yesterday, Marcus, specifically to Dr. West was, you know, Bernie Sanders got Medicare for all to be the most popular policy item in America, right? Right. Before Bernie Sanders, you know, a lot of people didn't understand it. And that was through the fights of Obamacare. I mean, only 10 years ago, we were fighting over single payer and people were getting confused and it was very processed, but he made it very simple. And that was because he went to his constituencies and his constituencies spoke to him, which were the nurses. The nurses were most definitely the most passionate supporters of Bernie Sanders. And they helped him put that on the table. And I think it was so frustrating about this experience. And, and I know we all kind of feel like we want to let it go, but the reality is we're in the middle of a fight. And I think what unveiled itself to the world in the last couple of days was we got to have solidarity to be able to fight these fascists. Mm. And if we don't have solidarity, if we don't have, if we can debate, and respect each other. And we may not even get along behind the scenes. And we know there's a lot of people who don't get along behind the scenes, but we got to have solidarity with each other. We can't tear each other down and find the right enemies, the wrong enemies. So with reparations, what I thought was so brilliant about what you said was it's not silly. It's bold. Mm. And what your reparations uh, uh, approach to this Medicare for all fight signified to me was you're listening to constituencies. There was no constituency involved in this. There was, you know, somebody parroting an idea, which was an idea floated way before Jimmy Dore put it out there. Okay. And then putting a bunch of podcasters, as we all are, to be the representatives of this and thinking that a massive mobilization would happen as a result. That might happen on the right. That don't happen on the left. We all know that. Right. You got to actually go to communities and talk to them and see what they get out of it, because you're right. If you're going to carry Medicare for all, then go to the people who the communities that are hurt the most that are on the front lines right now. Go to the union members. I mean, I was talking about unions because because that's my my jam on my show. And I said, look at all these frontline workers right now. Majority of these unions are female led uh, that are frontline workers and women of color made up of women of color, whether it's domestic workers, uh, whether it's it's uh, healthcare workers, whether it's at home workers, which is domestic workers, whether it's flight attendants or teachers. These are women led unions and they're completely left out of this conversation and they're not for mm. it. So your approach to me was exactly how you should be asking the question. Go to the communities that have a stake in this, the most stake in this right now, in this economy, in this healthcare crisis first. And you say, what do I get with it? Because if we're going to build this grand coalition, we each got to get a piece of what our communities want at the table as well. You better preach, white woman. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Greek. I'm Greek. (laughs) (laughs) We're known for it. (laughs) We also have that pass the the thing around our church, except people take the money out. I ain't going to blow up the black church folks were like that. I don't, I don't know if they take stuff out, but we show pass it around. Uh, but I mean, Marcus, you get it. Yeah, Mondale, you want to get in here? Um, I feel like I feel like uh, those so-called progressives who support and I said so-called progressives. So <laughs> and I and I'll and I'll I'll stand by that 100 um, percent simply because I think part of being a progressive requires you to think. And uh, and also think about who you're trying to sacrifice, and 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 if our tactics are sacrificing anyone, 
Um, I think Cornel West made this point uh, yesterday when he was talking about uh, what what our what our sisters and brothers in the squad can't do. They can't sacrifice Palestinians for mm. for black liberation. Right. So I, I'm I'm gonna apply that to their way of thinking. Uh, if you're progressive, you don't sacrifice people. There's no there's no place in our movement for work that's gonna um, let me let me slap my black ass back uh, <laughs> for sacrificing people. So so what I what I believe is. Um, I ain't heard shit from that side of our party. The, 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 I, I, I said what I said. I, I told them, if you want to talk to me, call me. And I put it in their chats. Um, and since they don't have a comeback yet, and they've had four or five weeks to research how they can make me look stupid in what I said about them, <laughs> I'm still going to believe that it was all four likes. It yeah. was all four likes. And I literally have been an asshole because that's the d- double one tundra. All uh. four Likes <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like who showed up today. Right? I was gonna say that's what I was saying because, <laughs> because, and I thought you know, Miki, and answer Mar- uh, Mundell's question. Uh, but for me, it's like. Uh, you know, my audience is not all my audience. I think there's a whole lot of the Benjamin Dixon show audience that's like, Ben, would y'all leave it alone? And then there's the, a couple that are like, no, you got to fight this one out. You got to flesh this out. Um, and, and, and what he said, Mondale, about the four likes, like, I'm really concerned about the fact that they wanted us to stand behind them. They wouldn't even mm. stand behind themselves in Washington, D.C. when all those white supremacists showed up about to turn tear the whole capital down. Like, mm. they, they got real bodies up there and that's a real problem for America, like actual American democracy. But uh, but they got four people liking that anyway. So, uh, four, four people and 15 speakers. Jesus. Four Christ. people and 15 speakers. That sounds about right. And those speakers, they are the loudest people, which is a great representation of how they show up on the Internet as well. Mm. Let, let, let's be clear, though. Let's be real clear. Um, I, I got wind from um, one, one of you wonderful people on the panel with me that Jimmy Dore shared the picture of the brother who put his foot, who's from Arkansas where I went to law school, who put his foot on uh, Nancy Pelosi's desk, who also posted tons of uh, Q9 and his profile, one of his profiles got taken down because of the conspiracy wow. white, white supremacist stuff that he shares. Um, so let's be clear. Remember, guys, we did live coverage of those, uh, those terrorists trying to take over the Capitol, right? It was um, unbelievable. But we also we also criticized the cops who stood by and let them in and took selfies with them as being a part of the problem, as being as racist as them, because you must think like them to think it's time to take a selfie when armed people are taking over the house and to open the gate. Jimmy Dore sharing that picture puts Mm. him in that same category with me. Defending Mm. him, though, that's what's even crazier. Defending him. Uh, Did we find? Did we? we I'm sorry. He actually defended the guy. Oh, yeah. There's um. Do we have video of that? You can see the video. Uh, David, just in the, let us know in the chat room um, uh, when you when you um, when you have that video. But y'all gotta help me understand. So so the 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 coup. Just be, just make sure I understand because I've been off the I've been off the radar the last couple of days. The only thing I've done politically is this show. Uh, the coup attempt in Washington D.C. Y'all tell them we had progressives actually supporting that. Did I miss that? So this was the weirdest thing. Okay. We all thought we all thought, okay, how are they going to respond? Because two days ago they were more focused on attacking AOC, our squad and everybody who could possibly challenge the strategy. And then they turned it to all these other issues like Syria and Assange just to just to throw a bunch of things at us. Right. Meanwhile, it was so clear that you had Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham 
shooting it down. You have cabinet Ugh. members, the worst people shooting it down. What does Jimmy Dore do? He retweets another attack on AOC and says nothing all day on Twitter. And then he goes on his show the next day and does this. So I don't know if you have the clip ready. <laughs> wow. 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 No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll give you the heads up when it's ready. Okay. And, and let me get my, myself back. No, he's, ready. he's ready. He's oh, ready. there we go. He's ready. Let's do it. Look, a protester sits inside Nancy Speaker's Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi's office. We will not back down is scrawled on a folder. That guy probably get more done for the people than Nancy Pelosi. Did. Jesus, I'd Jesus, like to see what that guy would do. I, Jesus, I be speaker for a while. Oh my! Look, a protester sits inside Nancy Speaker's Speaker Pelosi's office. We will not back down. Is scrawled on a folder. Wow. That guy probably get more done for the people than Nancy Pelosi did. Jesus Christ! I, I'd like to see what that. I'm saying it's a joke now. How is that funny? It's a joke. It's a right. Wow. Right. I'm, I'm four, gonna, people, four people lost their lives also. I just wanted to throw up that. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not to play devil's advocate, but matter of fact, I'm never going to play devil's advocate <laughs> for this dude no, no more. Uh, I don't know how much that guy said about where he stands on, the, on that thing, but sometimes you, just, you should just be quiet, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's not worth the clicks. And you ain't, come on, bro. Yeah, and you ain't worth, and 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 that ain't cute. Um, when you when you're talking about folks who ran up into the place where we make laws, right? Um, Mondell and I were military, are military veterans, right? Like those those people are are you know literally some of them are defending the country, and then I think about. Corey Bush is up in that office. Like Corey Bush is there, and right. man, if y'all had to do something to Corey Bush, bro, I would have probably tr- everybody, all of us, right? So my thing is like stoking the flame because you have so much visceral against Nancy Pelosi, or and this ain't us capping. Don't get this wrong. We are not capping for Nancy Pelosi. We're capping for democracy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, facts. Oh, oh yeah. She is still number three. In our chain of command to be president, right? And she might be president next week, guys. I was about to say the way things going right now. She may be she may be president already. Let me check the let me check the news. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. Welcome to Virtual Meditation with Shiloh. Uh, hello? Today we're working on forgiving ourselves for not knowing the difference between upload and download speeds before getting cable internet. (laughs) That's oddly specific. Repeat after me. I am not my cable internet. Wait, um, I I, I don't have cable. I'm not a bad... My video calls more like video stalls. Uh, hey Shiloh, there's something... I will get AT&T Fiber. (laughs) And I will switch classes until you do. Slow upload speeds? You're not a bad person. You just need better internet. With 20 times faster upload speeds, AT&T Fiber delivers a faster internet experience than cable. Get AT&T Fiber with no annual contract, limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT.
Check eligibility at att.com slash getfiber. Based on combined internet 1,000 wired up and download capacity versus major cable providers, one gig service with uploads of 35 megabits per second. Speeds vary, not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. Throw it in the ass and throw it for the dance suckers. Throw it, throw it. Just throw it in the ass and throw it for the dance and I'm be honest with you. I, I have been. I have not. Honestly, I did not know. So I'm looking in in the chat room, which I literally just talked to you about Monday. So I'm breaking my own rules already. I admit it. But they said it was five people who died, five including the police officer. Now, oh, that's right. Know, that's right. The police officer. You know, died. we right. we don't. But well, I mean, we have a particular stance towards police officers, but he's a human being, right? right. And this is the, the the stupidity that they actually went to Washington D.C. killing people, and. And these white supremacists let them in the I mean, this is this is the height of white male fragility, their ego. And they can't accept the fact that they lost they lost this election and they are really about to overthrow this government. And we got progressives co-signing it. I, I'm 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 lost. about he's not, that. He's one. not progressive. That's the he's thing. I think that's he's branding himself as progressive because there is a real concerted effort. And I think I think a lot of us on the left have been so focused on the primaries and so focused on on taking over the Democratic Party that we may not have all of us have not noticed that there's a concerted effort right now to merge a far right wing like Q element with a a, it's not left. It's it's a pseudo populism that latched on to, say, Tulsi Gabbard or Jimmy Dore. And, you know, keep in mind, Jimmy Dore's audience if you have you ever go through that chat if you ever see what's going on it's very conservative he shows up in trump reddit pages this is and i think i think this is the the concern they they might think that they're pulling more of the left but i mean ben you you and i both know the trolls that were coming at us Mm. in the in the days when we started speaking out i remember one point i went into the the search bar a thousand people were tweeting at my name. A thousand oh, in an wow. hour. In an hour. And I know it was the Congratulations. same. Congratulations. Well, Congratulations. no, I mean, but I know it was the same for you. And that yeah. Yeah. that's troll farms. That like yeah. you that was and then I started I started reporting people. And sure right. enough, their their Twitter accounts were shut down. They had four followers. They joined like last month, whatever it was. That's the kind of stuff that they do. In places like the Philippines, Philippines, Duterte, the the dictator. Mm. He goes after journalists by throwing Troll okay, farms. Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it's actually the thing that happens here in this country. Right. True. And and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prove it, but not with progressives, because a lot of times progressives, we feel like our, our shit don't stink. Like we don't get taken advantage of. We think we're the smartest people. But OK, so I'm going to leave progressives alone. It doesn't ever happen to you, progressives. But neoliberals, I know exactly where the troll farm was for neoliberals. We all know that that David Brock had troll oh, yeah. farms. So if we know it happens in the United States of America, can we not at least consider the fact that it possibly has happened in progressive circles? And because we actually literally experienced it, no, Mickey, like you said, you don't I, I, know once we experience it. That's the thing. I'm sorry, Marcus. Go ahead. That, no, just real quick. Um, more important than his trolls. This ideology is da- dangerous for black people who need positive results and real results yeah. for 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 our neighborhoods and our communities. That's yeah. why I'm starting to not rock with it, because mm-hmm. because I've said this on the show before and progressives always seem to run away from this. Progressives want perfection. Black people want government to work. Mm. And to right. not kill us. Just to not kill us. It's a very big difference. And that in itself is the most progressive things that you could possibly do. Follow what I'm saying to If y'all talking about running up in City Hall and y'all don't know where the closest water source is and you call yourself progressive, 
if, if you're talking about running up on people with and and just not have and just having and just throwing it against the wall and it sticks, we don't have nothing to throw against the wall. Yeah, black folks don't have nothing to throw against no goddamn wall and try to see if it sticks. This this politics of perfect progressive. I need AOC and and Cory Bush and even uh, Nakima Williams. Mm-hmm. I need them to actually be in Congress. Mm-hmm. Mm. And actually do jobs. So if I have a problem with something that government does, there is some system of me mm-hmm. addressing that for our communities. Y'all are trying to burn it down and have no idea what y'all going to do next. Mm. Now, mm. that that ain't progressive. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's just stupid, bro. This, and this ain't this ain't capping for capitalism. Like, guess what? Black people in St. Louis who, who started most of this shit put yep. Cory Bush in office. What are you talking about? That's their representative. That's right. That's right. She's ours now. Just like I just like I'll say it again, and I I really don't I don't I don't think Jimmy Dork has a clue about politics. (laughs) Um, Why did we miss that easy one? Do it again, Monday. uh, (laughs) How did we miss that? It's so easy. Jimmy Dork, that that video just showed me who he was. Like I really, I really that was the longest I ever looked at his face. (laughs) And I care too. Um I just listen, man, Marcus, you said they, they want to burn it down. I really don't even think they want to burn it down. Twelve of them showed up and and they were the speakers except for two. Right. So mm. I, they, don't, they don't really want to burn it down. They want to sit on the Internet and pretend they want to burn it down. Because guess what? If you want to burn something down, your light, your, your igniter can't be water. Mm. Mm. That's right. For, force to vote is water. That's right. Mm. Right. You can't start a fire with force to vote because you like I say about that house, that is Nancy Pelosi's house. Whoever is the speaker has guaranteed power. That is mm. not a de- that is not a democratic space. That's right. That's and right. it's meant to be that way. And they don't understand that. And if you can't understand that, you've not put any thought into this fire you're trying to build, especially mm. not with water. And Mundell, but uh, no, Mika, I'm going to toss it to you. But you said um, they can't burn it down. Honestly, it's funny. I didn't know if y'all talking about force to vote. Are the white supremacists trying to burn down the Capitol yesterday or two days ago? Right. right. Uh, because <laughs> in their own ways, it is a way of burning down the system that is going that black people actually need to use. Because let's just be real. Let's be real. If those white boys on Capitol Hill yesterday had, or two days ago got away with overturning the results of the election, who do you think is going to be hurt the most <laughs> and first? Right. And then if we had forced the vote. Right. Who was going to be hurt first and the most? The squad. People of color, women of color, minorities. So I just didn't know at first. I mean, you made it clear, Mundell, but when you said it, it could have gone both ways. I'm sorry, no, Miki. No, I agree. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm I think this is like. Let's just call it what it is. They're playing the part of the Republican enablers, the right wing Mm. enablers. Mm. You know, they don't criticize Trump. When I say they, I mean Jimmy Dore. Some okay, a few of them re-criticizes Trump. Absolutely. But at this point, if you are still back in this guy after mm. he's putting out videos like that, after people have pulled up old videos from months ago, Ugh. a few years ago, uh, have seen how he treats women of color, and you're still carrying the water for him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not long, it's no longer about the strategy. Because I saw a lot of them pivot suddenly to Assange, suddenly starting to talk about Syria, and 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 they're putting uh people on their show who've done hit pieces on fellow progressives that are verifiably false. Like you and me, Ben, we were in some yeah. crazy ass video, yeah. gray zone. And, and these are people who decide, did I genocides? 
Right. So I want to know, what is this coalition? You know, you might hmm. have one person who's a little bit more sane on air carrying the water for the rest of the people who are are conspiracy theorists, who never criticized Trump, who spent all their time attacking the squad, who spent all their time attacking Pelosi, who spent all the time ta- attacking communities that they think, you know, he was attacking unions the other day, wow. saying unions aren't going to do it. I'm sorry. What is this? If, you know, this is this is why I'm not I'm not backing down from this fight, because after what happened two days ago and seeing how this went down and how they tried to create fissures and and pit us against each other. I mean, we are not fighting with another progressive right now. We are fighting with a Republican who's painting himself as a progressive. That's wow. what I want to make. That's clear. right. That's right. right. I think, you know, I, you know, I think about I got I, a name for him. I got a name. Wait, what's the name? I got a name. What's the name? 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 You went mute. You went on mute. Pinos. Progressive in name only. Oh, Pinos. Pinos. <laughs> Pino. Yeah. We should be like Pino. 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 Like Pinochet. Yeah. Pinochet. Oh, like Pinochet. Nice. The, dis- the disappeared ones. What That's are we right. talking about? What are we talking <laughs> I'm about? Talking about I'm talking about. I'm wow. talking about. She went for the kill. God damn. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was pretty. That was pretty. That was That's cold You blood. guys set it up. You set it up. <laughs> <laughs> We got a sharpshooter, boy. Good. Yo, all, all of my hoods, we did not practice that. That was just <laughs> that was all. That's all. That's, yeah. That's well, a, hey, no, no, me. We, we got to tell them. We ain't got to tell them all of our secrets. But you know, we wow. we just we cut on the camera and go. <laughs> hey, so, wow. so we didn't rehearse so, none of that. <laughs> so so if I if I may, these community these people aren't worried about our neighborhood, South Side, South Side Chicago, West Side Chicago. They ain't worried about, like, they're not worried about uh, Latin, Latinx and black women who have uh, issues with, with birth and healthcare. They, they, like, for the simple fact that they brought all this up and didn't bring up our communities, mm-hmm. I have to always go back to this. This is a problem. And they look like they're having a different conversation, too. Y'all mm-hmm. miss me. What y'all, like, y'all went from forcing the vote to Syria. Y'all went from, okay, we just gonna trash we're going to just trash everybody. No, let me keep listen. How they did you online, sis, how they tried to do you. Y'all some fuck boys. That's it. It's that simple. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's fake. And to be quite honest with you, like always trying to tie somebody into the democratic establishment, just because we don't agree with you. That's false. That's some false flag bullshit. Right. Mm. And, 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 and and I, and to be honest with you, we could get more progressive policies done than y'all just talking shit online. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Like, like here's, here's the thing. We can actually move voters. Mm. Like the people you who have this voters. Show, yes. Yeah. We, all of us have. Yeah. yeah. Can move voters. Y'all, y'all, y'all just talking, trying to yell and then show up to DC with, with less people that less people than the plane you rode in. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly like people started leaving. <laughs> no, they went. No, what happened was they didn't leave. They went to the next rally the next day. That's what they exactly did. what they did. <laughs> and bro, have you ever been at a concert and there was five people there? Or you been at a church service? There's five people there or a meeting. There's five people there. Everybody's so demoralized. You try to pump each other up. Come on, you go on stage. Yeah. No, you go on stage. No, you speak. No, you speak. Man, hey, hey, or, or my Mondell, Mondell just buys up all the tickets. <laughs> And <laughs> everybody come on in. My dealer just buy, my dealer oh, said, I don't like the oh, artists. No. I'm gonna buy all the tickets. It's gonna that be- way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh petty ass. <laughs> he looking up some research right now. Oh my god. You're, you're like you're on mute. You're on mute. Yo, you're on mute, bro. 
I was texting my mama. <laughs> oh, so, but, but, but listen, his, 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 um, I, I don't need to, there's no research need to be done. I mm. offered them a question and they can't answer it. How mm. do you force the vote? What is the process? Right. Like, what is the technical process? They don't understand. Cause if they did, the minute you figured out how you force a vote, mm. especially in that small window, you automatically see that your strategy is dumb as hell. Yep. And I know for a fact, none of them thought through it because they mm. literally the I'm talking about literally that's that's why I don't need to go further and say what they're trying to do. This is my pushback on on your comment being when you said you didn't understand if you didn't understand if uh, I was talking about the white supremacists that try to take over the Capitol yeah, or yeah. Jimmy Dore and that, that crew. Right. Uh, I didn't even know you pushed back. What was your pushback on that? So my, here's my pushback. Those white supremacists really were trying to burn that motherfucker down. They had Molotov cocktail and bombs. Yep. Mm. Jimmy, Jimmy Dore and them have nothing except for a bunch of Twitter likes. Well, and, well, no, they they are rhetorically attempting to burn down the progressive power structure in a very significant fashion. Like they're striking at the core of our ability but, but to his, do. But here's where I think here's where I think you you guys get well, we get confused sometimes mm -hmm. in the press wing. Well, that inclusive wing, language that, that inclusive language makes all the difference, though. Yeah. Ahead. So here's how we get in, here's how we get confused. The progressive, the true progressives, uh, that are like doing the work that are that are busy, yeah. don't know who Jimmy Dore is. That's it. That's, a, that's the internet crowd. Right. I, I, I'm telling you 100. People don't reason, even know. Pe people forget that. Like, there's a whole world of people. Black men, the only black men on Twitter are athletes and those who are already supposedly this progressive wing. Majority of black men don't engage there. And when we're on YouTube, it's for, it's for a different well, reason. I guess I'm not on there anyway, though. So you're right. Yeah. You're right. But, I mean, yeah. for the most part, there are other yeah, brothers yeah, that, yeah. I mean, like, but for the most part, it's not a medium that we use. It's not a space for that. Space. Mm -hmm. And I bet you, I bet you on YouTube, he has zero black men as watchers, but for, oh, no, and he, got, just, he got one or two. Remember, y'all saw the pictures. David, do you have a picture? So, yeah, I mean, so one or two so, brothers. So, <laughs> brothers there. Anybody yeah, can put I mean, a Facebook uh, photo The two for the two Remember, remember the, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm saying though, is what I'm saying is to, to say, what I'm saying though, is that it, it, this is not, this is not the work, right? That is, yeah. oh that is, yeah. Oh, for sure. That is, that is him with a crowd on and, on, oh, and, yeah. and it's, and YouTube is YouTube is big. I mean, there's, there's a seven year old who made twenty eight million dollars last year. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and I I'll just leave it at that. I, I come to YouTube to watch uh, English bulldog puppies and, and rappers shoot at each other. Shoot. <laughs> what video? Oh, 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 anyway. So never mind. We'll talk about that later. Um, somebody, somebody renamed somebody, somebody merged. See, that's why I love the audience. And I, and I see now, see, I see why you stay in the comment section. Cause it'd be good stuff in the comment section. Amazing. Somebody said we need to make it, call them Pinoche, like C-H-E, Che Guevara. Like they're like yeah. the fake. It's like, they think they Che, but they really right. Pinoche, you know, Pinoche. Pinoche. like yeah. that's clever. Yeah. So shout out to the people that's in the good. chat room who put that together. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I'm sorry, go ahead, Marcus. No, go ahead, Mar go ahead, no, Mickey. I was just going to say that, that well, I, I, I hear you, Mundale. I think that's, especially from an organizing perspective, that is 100% true. My concern is, you know, there's what gave rise to Trump, right, was we did not take some of the stuff seriously mm. for the most part. We didn't say, you know, sure. when, when, when people, when he was acting out and we saw these crazy people showing up, even with the tea party, right? They got people elected. They were, I mean, yeah. well-funded, right? They were well-funded operation. I'm looking at, at these guys. Jimmy is, it's not just Jimmy, it's Jimmy and his coalition. Mm. 
Yeah. It's the it's the people's party. It's the gray zone folks. It's the guy who works for Iranian media in like London, who uses lots of different accents, who's doing hit pieces on us. You know, cumulatively, whether or not all of these views are real, which I have very real reasons to believe that it's being propped up by a, a, a force, because where do all these people come from that suddenly are drowning? It's just it's there's bot analyzers. You can figure it out very quickly. My concern is they're doing all they can to boost this effort to divide the left, even if it's just a few people to divide. It's it's distracting us. Listen, our shows, there are people who watch our shows that are real organizers. Maybe they don't watch his show, but they watch our shows and we're talking about it. Right. But I want to reiterate why we're talking about it. We're not talking about it because we're obsessed with Jimmy and his coalition. We're talking about it because this is the moment. Mm. We got to be in solidarity. Is that what your shirt says, Mar- Marcus? Solidarity? No, no, no. My, shirt, my shirt is a gun range. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, saw that I thought it solidarity. Saw that yeah, I, yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> but I mean, we, that's why that exists. They're spending all of their energy pitting us against each other, whether they recognize it or not, whether it's coming from a good place or not, whether they're being preyed on or not. Right, right. We got to be together. And we're calling out this shit because This is what divides us. You look at history. You look at two years ago. You look at global movements where fascism has risen, whether it's the five star movement in Italy, whether it's what's going on in Ukraine right now, whether it's these right wing governments, whether it's Bannon's uh, strategy to take over the EU. They use media, podcasters, YouTube hosts, comedians, uh, uh, famous actors, whatever. And they use people, the platform to gin up. Anger, And then they use things like Cambridge Analytica or whatever the replacement is to push this narrative on social media to divide people. They target folks on the fringes of whatever spectrum Mm. and they want to bring them. They want to bring that hostility because when there's hostility, it's it. This is where the most right wing extremism thrives. They can latch onto one idea and pull people in. I'm not going to say everybody gets pulled in because I think most people in the progressive movement, especially in the U.S., are are a little bit more complicated than that. We have a very diverse coalition versus one country. But I got to say, it's why we're focusing on that. We got to break apart the strategy. We got to call it out. We got to let people know this is what they're up to. Buying into the delusion on what's top of mind. Overdrafting the dream thought up was out my mind. No nepotism here, these slave ties. Blood diamonds round my neck, don't let the shame die. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd. Or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she's so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career making? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash making. Before we recall that body, I was anti the whole break. Now we could care less about your post game. The most efficient, it don't look fly from close range. So, so, so Miki, I know, I know you, I know you ain't white. I know you Greek. 
<laughs> but I want I, I want to say I want to say I want to say um, I think I think like everything you're describing is absolutely true, but it's also absolutely true for a certain segment of the population. Absolutely, when I say there's no black people in Jimmy Doors, I know there are black people, right? I, I, I mean Trump has black supporters, but for us, for the most part, Excellent. we're eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, we're eighty nine, ninety percent away from that shit. So yeah. I'm a, right. I'm gonna put the pressure on your shoulders, sis. You got to handle your people. Oh, at least, bro. At, at least, oh. at least get the Greek ones out of there because. Oh, I'm not done with the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> at least get me, the Greek ones out of there because hey. I mean we're not subjective. Well, I mean we're, we don't fall like the the right wing extremists can't pull the like that's never going to be yeah. a significant push. So get your get your cousins in them. <laughs> oh, I'm on it. Because <laughs> you know it's hilarious. Like Mundell, you you interrupted me, but you literally said exactly what I was getting ready to say. So I'm good. I was really going to say no, Miki, because our strategy is this. Our strategy is is what we're doing here over this channel, over Facebook and Twitter, what we're doing with the show, with Clickbaity, what we're doing with the Benjamin Dixon show, what we're doing with the Morning Trap. Like our 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 strategy is to show America that to be black is by default to be progressive. Mm. Right. And so we're building a coalition over mm. here of solidarity again for everybody black. There's no one way to be black. I got, I, I even have a justifiable reason to offer an apology to some black people that are on the conservative side of the aisle. Just me personally, because because I'm gonna make I want to make yep, space. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. fine. That's fine, bro. You know, because we all you know, <laughs> if we see them in the streets, you know, you don't know me. You know what I mean? Right. But but if we gotta if we gonna see, just tell me what mode we in, Marcus. Just tell are we on some G shit? Are we oh, in reconciliation? No, we probably, well, we've we've been in G shit all morning, right? right. So so <laughs> yeah, but to that end, we can I can personally because I don't think anybody actually like. I don't know. I don't know how bad it was for you, Nomiki, except for like, I didn't experience it. Like you told me, but telling me is one thing, but I don't know your personal experience with it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was like, it was an all out. It was, it was like life or death. And then to that end, to that end, it's like, I have to step away from this because I, I will get hurt or do some hurting. And this is, this is like high level, you know, this is not, this is not for play play. So for me, it's like, we take a step back we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna you know fall back into our blackness and we gonna percolate with all the black love we got around us and and honestly blackness is now a shield against against this white supremacy but we mm. we need we need y'all to do that fight because because yes. I'm too mad to go over there and fight that I I had to get off Twitter over this <laughs> if 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 I may I, I do want to add one caveat to be black is to be progressive but. Some people you, lose their way. Some people, some people opt out. Some people opt out. Right. There you go. Like, you go. Like, so you, you, you were born when you're black, you're born a super left progressive. And yeah. then in life, you choose when you opt out. Like, for instance, but our, we are, our, our, our sister Candace, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she, our, our dear sister Candace Owens, she mm -hmm. was black and she was rocking with the NAACP and suing and suing uh, cities for racism. And then she decided to opt out for the bag. Right. 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 Uh, uh, so, you know, and that's a fact before anybody oh. tries to cancel me over her. That we do fact. have it. We do have something else to ask Nomiki about the. the oh, let's go. Let's yeah, go but, ask, no, ask no. Well, no, no. Finish that point, because I want to yeah. I want to highlight your point. <laughs> yeah. No. So. So there's there's people who who opt out. And also there's a lot of moderate Democrats who opt out. Yep. They opt out. Uh, they just uphold Democratic white supremacy. Right? You talking about like the black misleadership class. Uh, well, I'm, you know. 
if it's we, if we're on G G status, yes, right. Therefore, we need progressives. We need white progressives to understand what black plight is a lot yeah. more uh, and center yeah. it a lot more than you do right now. Because here's right. the thing. America didn't go ham last summer because of Medicare for all not getting passed. Right. America didn't go ham right. last summer right. because because we weren't getting free college for all. Right. I personally told Senator Sanders, hey, listen, all you have to do That's is right. start centering black issues in your conversations and trust and believe that this political revolution that we're talking about will not be just white. Right. Mm-hmm. So so what we have to do, what white progressives have to do, if y'all want to start winning. You got to build a coalition. And that means that put something ahead of yourself. Right. Right. And and trust me, black folks, we're going to if y'all help us, we can help y'all. handle Absolutely. The black people who opted out. Like, just let us help you help everybody. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I'm going to highlight it real quick and then and then Omiki reply. Mm -hmm. I do want to say this. I think we we do all agree, though, even those black people who opted out, they are themselves a reaction to white supremacy. Right. Yes. Conservative oh, cons- conservatives like Candace Owens is a is a reaction to white supremacy. She's the wrong reaction. Right. But, you know, I think I used to clown her edges. Right. Mm-hmm. I used to clown her edges because it was a fun little talking point. But a sister pulled me to the side and said, brother, she was like, you know, Candace Owens is on the wrong side of everything. But don't talk about her edges. I had to sit on that for like a month or two. And then mm. I come to the conclusion, you know, I got space That's to apologize to, 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 cause I got, I got like three or four videos and they're kind of funny if you ask me, but you know what I mean? It shouldn't come at the expense of a, of an area that whiteness has attacked black women before. So just, uh, just let her know. Yeah. You, you opted out of blackness. You opted out of, 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 of progressivism, but I recognize she's a reaction to white supremacy herself. That said, no you introduced us to, you introduced me and us to a really dope um, uh, uh, progressive black man from the 200th district of, of Pennsylvania uh, representative. And now see, y'all know rap. I'm old. Rap, 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 rap. rap. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm rap. old and I smoke too much weed. I don't remember <laughs> much of anything that said one, thank you for introducing us to him and tell us about like how you met him and, 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 and what made you feel like we had to get him on the show. I've known uh, Rep Rab for a few years, and, and I'm so happy that you guys, I watched that. I was, um, it just shows you what it means to have different shows because you have, when, when you have guests go on different shows, you see different sides of the guest. Mm. And he comes on my show every week, and he's been my friend for a few years now. And I, was, I learned so much about him. I was, I was like, I was blown away by the conversation you had with him, the depth of it and his yeah. appreciation for this space. I could like yeah. feel it in his, in his energy. Um, I met Rep Rab in Washington in DC at like a progressive uh, conference. And we were, you know, at all these conferences, just so everybody knows you, you like there's, there's like drinks afterwards. So it was like this after drinks thing. And he was sitting next to me and my other, my other brother, um, Gustavo Rivera, who's a Senator in New York, who is carrying the New York health act. Just so folks mm. know. Nice. So we're sitting there. My sister, Christine Pellegrino, uh, she's a former assemblywoman union leader. She flipped the Trump district 40 points like a few months after Trump Jesus. got elected. Yep. Yep. Um, wow, that's Jesus Christ. Who is she again? Well, she's not in office anymore. Uh, Christine Pellegrino, Assemblywoman Christine Pellegrino, got elected in Long Island four or five months right after Trump got elected and shit. flipped that district 40 points. God. Long Island is racist as shit. Yep. 
Yeah. But it was, you know what she did? Her strategy, sorry to go off on a tangent. Oh, no, that's what we do. <laughs> her district had more teachers in it, Republican teachers, independent teachers, and she's a teacher. So she spoke teacher. She right. spoke organizing yeah. and looped them in. But, you know, it's it's still, it's racist as shit because she got voted. I mean, a racist, young, white, very, like, crazy, uh, very racist guy vote in the regular election because it was a special election. Uh, got her out. But... Rab was sitting at our table, uh, Rep. Rab, and we just had the most dynamic conversation. We just stayed in touch. And he's he supported Bernie. I think he was I don't know if he was the chair. He's very involved in Pennsylvania for Bernie in 16 and, and in 20. Uh, he just got sworn in again a few days ago. But he's been fighting the fight at the Capitol. And he came on my show yesterday. And my God, he was telling me about the people that he's serving with. How many of them have COVID? How many of the Republicans have had COVID? One guy died. Uh, the racism in, in the House, the fact that there are no rules in that House. I mean, you can literally gift somebody a Tesla, literally give them a Tesla. But he represents the most progressive district in Pennsylvania. Northwest Pennsylvania has the highest turnout, highest turnout. Wow. And I keep wanting to give him credit. You look at Biden, Biden should be putting people at the table like Rep. Rab, who's been organizing for years to get that turnout Thanks. out, because that's what won Biden, Pennsylvania. And if you don't have those people at your table right now in your administration, I don't know what planet you're on. So people say we don't criticize Democrats enough. We, we criticize them. But Rep. Rab, he's got his reparations bill. Um, he took it off the table because he wanted to go back to constituencies and say, no, no, no I want to hear from you a little bit more and make sure we do this right. Right. So he actually tells the perfect story of how to get this legislation passed. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that you guys, I want him, I want him to run for higher office. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. No, the <laughs> audience, <time. laughs> we, we just mentioned, we mentioned his name and the audience is going crazy because Rep. Rab, we, we, we love you around here, bro. Already. Go ahead, Munda. I was just going to say that um, I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, there's, there's a similar, we, we, um, by we right now, uh, it's me and Dr. West and and I think Roland Martin is on as well and a few other people. And I think these boys are going to put their name on the list, too. I'm yeah. going to write a letter to, to yeah. the Biden administration about the fact that they only have two black men in the administration. Um, and that that ain't OK, especially when we turn out in record numbers to get his crusty ass to the White House. So <laughs> he, he barely absolutely. made it in there, bro. He'd be, he be out there like, yeah, we ain't got no real love. For well, I mean, the problem is the problem is in this country, it's still OK to eliminate black men like mm -hmm. you could not just like not just cops eliminate us. We die a million deaths. Uh, if you think about the political system and how they make black men invisible and our issues aren't aren't ever talked at or prioritized. Um, so and I, and I think. Biden is comfortable as hell as long as they like, oh, I got a black woman as a vice president. I yeah. check that box right. because, because black women are magic, uh, which I reject that notion that black women are magic. Uh, to me, that's a horrible term. And I bet you somebody um, didn't think through what they were saying when they came up with that damn term. So mm. I said what I said. Black women are not magic. Uh, magic, imp magic, imp magic implies that you're doing a lie that I haven't figured out yet. There's mm. a trick. There's a trick to make you as great or you're fooling me. Ain't shit about black women. That's a trick. Ain't shit about black women that you haven't figured out except for they work two extra shifts. The one mm. with their family at home after their work and the one before they go to make sure everybody's good. So mm. um, that ain't magic. That's hardworking. So black women hardworking would be a more accurate uh, slogan, but let me not slogan there. Um, so what I, what I was going to say is in this country, it's cool you got layers, to make sure, bro. You got layers. Go ahead. <laughs> it's cool to make sure that black men are. I mean, like you, as long as you check certain boxes, you can always forget about black men. But this mm -hmm. time it ain't going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. Not on this watch. So I got some news for Biden and his administration. Brother Cedric, 
you ain't enough. <laughs> you ain't enough. And it, and if you told them you were, you're wrong, and you shouldn't represent us that way. So we're coming. That's. I mean, I, I mean, love. no, no, no offense to Cedric, right? But I mean, isn't one black guy enough? Isn't one representative of all of us enough? That that don't, doesn't he represent all of black maleness? Mm. Uh, him and Jim Clyburn, of course. Uh, you were right about that slogan era comment, Mondale Robinson. <laughs> I, I watch the show every day, and I, I, I finally, I finally agree with you. All these slogans. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, I love I love that you're influenced by progressiveness so much that your Jim Black, Black uh, your Jim Clyburn sounds like him and Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders and one. <laughs> 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 Jimmy Clyde, yeah. Jimmy Clyde Sanders, my friend. <laughs> Jimmy Clyde Sanders. Hi, I'm Jimmy Clyde Sanders. I'm the I'm the, I'm the middle of moderate and <laughs> moderate oh and progressive. <laughs> Michael Brooks would have loved that. I gotta oh, say, man. Michael Shout out Brooks. To Michael. <laughs> Shout out to Michael, man. Like, that's that's love. Shout Nomi Key, what else you got going on? And what else should we be looking for from you and your projects and, yeah. and all the stuff you're doing? I mean, we we got our show, uh, the Nomi Key Show, every day, 3 p.m. Eastern um, hey. at YouTube slash the Nomi Key Show, Patreon slash the Nomi Key Show. We, I got crazy and I decided to do a book club this year because I mm. want to diversify my thoughts and get outside of my bubbles. And so I invited everybody in our, who supports our show on this journey. And so you can sign up for that at Patreon. We're picking and taking recommendations. So you want me to learn about something? Tell me. And I will talk about the show. We'll we'll have we'll try to get the authors on if they're alive and and available. Uh, and so we're you trying to have. You're not going to have Karl Marx. You're not going to have. <laughs> I mean, I mean you know kidding. what? When they said Frederick Douglass was still alive to Donald Trump, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. No, it, it's it's about having a more a deeper conversation beyond the theories. I think I think we've yeah. done a lot of work in the last movement. Yeah. Still really young. A lot of work studying the theories, but we got to start talking about the practice a little bit more. I mean, case in point, what happened in the last few days, especially on YouTube. There's so many smart people, historians, professors yeah. uh, who do this kind of work. But I love the tactics. And I think that's what people are craving because we're in action mode now. We got to fucking fight these white supremacists. And, and you know, I just want to say something because you guys mentioned this earlier and about the Greek community, because I know this isn't necessarily the audience of the Greek community, but I just want to get it on the record at least. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm not. I'm going after them. Don't worry. <laughs> Defending them. Hey, we all got to talk to our own. No, no. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? What, what were you this, about to say? This, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the audience. This is the, right, go get them. So it is disgusting to me. I mean, and some of this is because of the immigration laws that have, have happened over the last, you know, since, since Ellis Island closed, right? Yeah. My grandfather uh, was on a hit list. Hoja's hit list in Albania. He was there, a minority in Albania. Who what? was that? No, we like, whoa, we like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, no, we yeah, like, he whoa. Was, <laughs> he was on a hit list and he, um, he had escaped overnight into the mountains in the middle of the, the winter, as did my grandmother. Okay. So to get to Greece, spent months, 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 I think maybe even a year or two saving money during a depression alone, left his, his mother and his sisters were put in, in camps in Turina, Albania. They're not even Albanian. They're Greek, right? So they get, he gets on the very last boat to Ellis Island that opens up. In 1954, they close off Ellis Island. He was on the last boat. He snuck on the boat. My frustration is, you got the Greek community now. If you, you remember that picture of the Life magazine where MLK, uh, MLK mm. was next to the, the, the archbishop. That was the archbishop of the Greek archdiocese. Mm. Greek Orthodox Archdiocese, because the KKK used to burn down Greek Orthodox churches across America. 
Mm. And to see how the diaspora has turned into the Trump community is utterly disgusting. It is an offense to our families. It's offense to our legacy and to our ancestors. And some of that is because the the, the laws that have been passed, which I think Biden's need needs to crack down on. We don't have open borders. You know, there's a reason why they don't want open borders. They don't want Ellis Island. They only want to bring, bring people in now who have sponsors, who, who have a certain amount of money in their bank accounts. They only have a certain amount of money in their bank accounts. When you start bringing in people who have a certain amount of money, you're going to get a different type of perspective. And so the Greek community that has come over, not everybody, I don't want to like blanket it, that has come over in, in the last you know, 40 years are much more conservative because they are much wealthier. Mm. Mm. So I want to rec- I want to mm. say if we want to address and, and, and our mm. brother, Jim Zogby, who is one of the biggest advocates for Palestine, was a co-chair for um, for Jesse Jackson's campaign. Uh, you know, he went into the DNC as a member and said, you've got to make Palestine an issue and you're not. He always says we're not talking to those ethnic groups, which, you know, is kind of like the Rust Belt, because we're not talking about what their families. We have to remind them of who they're where they came from. But I'm going to take it a step further. We got to fix these immigration laws because those it's 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 not reflective of the country that we're in. And so when we say things like open borders, we say that because that's what we were. That's that's what this immigration wave was. Mm. Now, of course, that doesn't reflect the rest of America. Mm-hmm. We know exactly what this country was built off of. And it wasn't built off the backs of immigrants. It was built off the backs of enslaved, as 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 Chris mm-hmm. Rabb says so well. Not slaves, enslaved. Mm-hmm. He's taught me so much. Um, you guys yeah, have taught slaves. me so much. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, sorry, you, you just, just taught us something. I didn't I didn't know that with yeah. Yeah, holy well, yeah, shit. Holy shit, you, Miki. holy shit. Your your grandfather was a G. <laughs> straight up, straight up, man. What's, let's speak his name. What was his name? I just want to speak his name. Anthony Grabizis. Oh. Shout out to Anthony Grabizis. Don't man. that do he something he just to hear their name? Snuck on a boat to come to the last boat to the Ellis Island. Oh, God. Had a hit out on him. Had like, a hit out on him. Like, bro. Shit, man. You know why? Because he wouldn't be a snitch. He wouldn't be a spy. They wanted him to oh. go to Greece and, and oh, he's uh, on be a spy because he's Greek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some <G> shit. <laughs> oh, wait. I got a new word for you guys. You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, you might know it. If, if you know it, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you know the y'all, terms. Y'all be trying to, y'all be colonizing everything, no me. What you, what you got? <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the Trap Squad. Everybody, quit, baby. Political Thirst Trap. We see y'all. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. Snitch jacket.
You know that? Oh, no, I haven't heard. What is, oh. what is that? Okay. What is, yeah. So you got us. this guy, Alex Reed Ross, who's an expert on uh, the rise of, of right wing fascism. I've been I've been reading a lot about his work lately and listening to him. And he said, when somebody calls you, when their answer to every th- criticism is you're a CIA agent, you're a NATO agent, you're an uh, FBI agent. It's called snitch jacket. And how does that what, what's the logic behind it? Uh, it's like. I don't know the lot the urban dictionary probably okay. has a better definition, but basically it's, it's the term that means like if instead of, instead of answering, it's, co- it's yeah, it's a cover for, it's a cover for you don't got shit on me. So a jacket mm-hmm. covers you when, ah, when shit gets, mm-hmm. when shit's get real. So that, yeah. So it's a cover. Interesting. Interesting. So no, I, I had never heard yeah. of that. Okay. So you, 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 you didn't colonize that when you actually, you can't, well, you've been educating all, all day and that's what you do. That's what we do in, so, in this so, work. No, Miki, I was trying to trying to uh, ask you a question about um, you were talking about the brother standing next to King. Mm. Shout out to his dope ass gray beard for one. Um, two, that's what that's for all the old niggas with beard. Uh, two, do you know do you know Dimitros? Um, I think his name is Ro- Robotis or something like that. I'm not good with names. I'm, I'm a country boy, and too many syllables make me nervous. Um, <laughs> me too. Anyway, me too. Anyway, anyway I he's, my he's, name. He's. <laughs> Matter of fact, matter of fact, let's start with your name, Nomiki. How how what is the correct pronunciation of your name? Um, it's Nomiki, okay, and it means like of the law. It's a family name. I was named after my my grandmother. The first in the family is named after the the father's uh, mother or father. So I was mm. named after my father's mother. And so the and emphasis my last is on key key. Perfect. Okay. okay. And my last name used to be Konstandaki. So is Nomiki. Const- I mean. Okay. I, I've grown up with Konst my whole life, yeah. but it was it was Nellis Island. Konstandaki. And did you guys all did right. you all decide to truncate it to make it easier for those of us who don't handle syllables well? <laughs> no, it was Ellis Island. They decided oh. to truncate. Oh, okay. And you know, you know, these the, the immigrants came over. They didn't know. They were just they they wanted to be American. They wanted to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. So know. Yeah, you guys, had, no, no, Ellis no. Alice truncated your name and and nurses uh. did it for black people. My dad. That's why if you look at my dad's brothers, like five of them got different spellings of the same last fucking name. Jesus. I mean, even even in my life, like the nurses would fuck up names on birth certificate for black people. They didn't care. They didn't I'm, care at all. I'm, no, Mickey, my family names their first born after a car. What's that? Your your family names differ. No, my my family names their firstborns after after cars. Oh, they, oh, oh, Jesus! Wait for Alexis, real? Alexis. Oh, no, I don't know. Mercedes. Shout out to Ari Alexis out there. Shout out Porsche. to Ari Alexis. Shout out to so, y'all are dumb. <laughs> Toyota Camry. No, no, we ain't that bad, bro. God Camry. Damn. Back to my question. Sinatra. Sinatra. <laughs> But Hyundai is a Hyundai is a family name though, right? It, it is. You're right. You're right. So it's Toyota. a Hyundai. Shit about a Hyundai. Church joke. I'm sorry. Church joke. <laughs> Being be quiet. Mar- 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 so back, Mar- Mar- back to my Toyota. questions. Back to my Marcus Toyota. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to do this every morning, guys. Come on. No, Miki. Uh, be- Listen. I don't know. Listen. <laughs> back to my question. Did you- <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. No Mickey. No Mickey. Is it, is no no Mickey. No Mickey. <laughs> That's like my mom uh-huh. yelling at me. She's uh-huh. <laughs> You know your name now. Uh-huh. We got it now. We got it. We got it now. No, no, oh, seriously. Did, do you do you know the do you know the journalist? Um I was talking about the Greek journalist. Cause he because what you were talking about is he wrote this long ass piece about eight, nine years ago. I can't I don't know his last name. I'm I I'm old as shit and I don't smoke weed. I'm just old as shit. Um 
Shots fired, Ben. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading. I'm reading chats. I'm doing. I'm pulling the Mondale. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, but um, anyway, he, he wrote a, a wonderful article about not not a need like, and, and it was Black History. This is why I remember being pissed off because when I first read the article, I was like, when I read the title, I was like, oh, he about to try to send a Greek vote on. In it was February in Black History time, mm. but when I when I got into the article, that's not what he was doing at all. What he was actually doing was, uh, not centering, uh. Greeks doing black history. He wrote the article as a reminder to Greeks to not be uh, this, this new in this new form, but to remember Mm. their history, their long history of standing side by side with people struggling from uh, oppression. So spot on. That's exactly it. That's amazing. Shout out to you. We got to, we got to stand side by side. You listen, you tell me what kind of bullets I need to take. I'm happy to do. (laughs) Well, you 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 can, you can, you can help us with something. So help us understand this. And should we feel intimidated when are nervous about gentrification, when uh, white women come running through our neighborhoods? Speak on that if you don't mind. <laughs> well, I mean, I, as, as much as I love Nomi King, my eyes are like, <laughs> as much as I love Nomi King, I don't need nobody to tell me that I need to, I need not to be nervous when gentrification come running. Let me, let me tell you because something. It's, there's always one pioneer, and it's usually a white woman, and she brave as shit. Nomi, Nomi King. No, no, Mickey, if you come running through our neighborhood, if you come jogging through our neighborhood, we immediately know that a, a Starbucks it's is coming next. A, a Whole Foods is next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facts. Done. Oh speaking my of. God. <laughs> hey, speaking of Whole Foods, let's have that conversation. Oh, man. That punk ass CEO. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Sitting up there with all that money. And that's and this is his stance on on people's health. Yeah. What, what do you expect? He, he's partnered up with Amazon. Right. I mean, the, this right. is a club. And, and Elon Musk, I mean, I, I and, think... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I had the same reaction just <laughs> at the same exact time. Yeah, 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 yeah was, go ahead, go ahead. Elon Musk is... <laughs> I get it. I, I don't... I'm telling people right now, stop buying Teslas and buy a Lucid. Stop buying hey, Tesla and buy hey, Lucid. Low-key, low-key, and high-key. Um, um, Elon Musk, biggest threat to us is that he got a lot of people thinking he really want to make the future bright. Mm. No, he, he's trying to, he's trying to monetize the future, yep. right? right? That's his racket. So that's what I think makes him extra dangerous. Elon and Musk. Also, yeah. COVID almost killed my mom. Elon Musk has got 30 fucking 8 million followers on Twitter and he's sharing fake information about COVID Bruh. and the vaccine. That's right. That's yeah. right. That is you are you are mm. Twitter should have took down his account because you when you got that many people following you, they bro, listen, there are bro. countries, there are That's countries right. with less people following them. That's meaning right. citizens. Hey. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. Mondell, and he he ain't gonna let no black people on a spaceship. Unless unless you got a billion. Unless you got a billion. Yeah, nah, I wanna be up there. If, if y'all ain't leaving I us don't, behind. Why, why I don't, don't listen to what I'm saying? You wanna be stuck me, in space with a no, whole this, bunch this, of this, angry this, white men? This, this, rich this, white this, men? Listen to what I'm saying to you. <laughs> they wanna build a little spaceship so we can't get on just in case when they fuck up Earth, they oh, want to start a whole new planet that's without black people. Follow what I'm saying. That's right. That's he's it, from yeah. South Africa. He's right. from apartheid South. South. Yep. Let's be real here. Yep. It, it, you know, if he wants to defy that, then defy that. Because right hasn't. now he hasn't. And yep. he goes on Joe Rogan. Can I just make a little rant? Please do. Joe Rogan has him on. Let's let's call. Let's let's start to because the lines are clear now. There's no bringing on people who are murky on issues of yes. economic justice, racial justice, gender justice. Uh, say it. I, I am sorry, say but you don't put them on your platform and, spo- say and say, I'm an independent podcaster. You work for Spotify, a publicly yeah. traded company. That yeah. is a platform. 
So when when Joe Rogan has 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 Elon Musk on and gives him a softball interview for four hours or whatever it was. And when he has Alex Jones on his show, when he's mm. got uh, Gavin McGinnis on his show and then he goes, yeah, but I had a uh, Bernie Sanders on my show. No, no, <laughs> exactly. no. You gave him a platform and you want all the Bernie bros now to come over and, and you. say, you got it right. You know, you know, that Gavin McGinnis, he's got it right about something. Come things. on. It's dangerous. It's so dangerous. That's the problem. It is so and, dangerous. Listen, sis, what you just said is my life story. What you just said is you don't when you're when you're fucking fighting for people's liberation, you don't get to pick and choose which liberation mm. you have to fight mm. for all of them. Oh, that's right. If, but for you are but for you are a fake. You are a fraud. Right. I a literally Pino, a Pinochet. I, a, Pino, a Pinochet. Absolutely. Like when people tell me pick your battles, I immediately stop fucking with those people because they are dangerous. Mm. Those people are the people because one day my battle won't be your battle. Mm. Right. Wow. So when you say the worst thing you can ever say to me is pick your battle. So everybody has ever said it to me. Mm. I look at you differently. Mm. <laughs> you should know that. <laughs> you should know that. Because <laughs> and they know who they are. You said it to me. So but you, you're leaving people behind. And I, I literally have a disgusting feeling about myself when I don't say something about inequity when I see it. Uh, hey, when Mondale, I see it, Mondale, so, yeah. Mondale, if, I, if I may, bro, that was that was perfectly stated. And I right, check this out again. Clickbaity political thirst trap believes in Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the people pushing Medicare for all sound like we're pushing Medicare for white people. Mm. 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 Can I can I be so bold as that's to, that's what it that's what it's just I back it up. That's what it feels mm. like to me. Right. Mm-hmm. It just it just feels like Medicare for white people, college for white people. Check this out. Y'all want college for all, right? But y'all haven't talked about had any conversations about about how Rahm Emanuel closed black schools down in Chicago, how black mm-hmm. education systems are, or mm-hmm. black and brown education systems are worse. There's a, a, a mis-equity, a bad equity, disequity in public education and healthcare. And every time progressives say the word all, and y'all don't announce that, okay, well, we do also understand that once we get this, we need to fix the inequities in, of racism. Right. Y'all are just really doing it for white folks. That's what I love about uh, Rap, Rep Rap's bill. He he's not just first off. I, I love that he's like this is this is reparations for Pennsylvanians, but you're gonna get your reparations based on the legacy your family has experienced. Like if if Rep Rab was there for twenty years, he hasn't experienced. He's not getting the same number of of folks who have been there for generations and have dealt with right. the systemic inequities. And then and then it funds. All of the the different plot. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on his bill, but the different projects that that would address the inequities that are facing specifically the communities that have 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 the legacy of enslaved. Uh, what what you know? He said that there there were there was. I didn't know that Pennsylvania had slavery. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I didn't know mm-hmm. that until he educated yeah. me on it, and no, I woke only, up. Oh yeah, yeah. Not I only did they have slavery, they also financed the banks of. They they finance slavery in the South. Right. Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts. When I was yep. moving to Boston, there's a cotton gin right at the cotton cotton warehouse where they used to ship all the cotton from the South up to Lowell, Massachusetts. All of America got this man's bloody with this. Mm. But you're right. But I like his I like the way he's approaching it by putting the emphasis on um, not only on slavery, but the systemic racism since slavery. Right. I, I, I did like that approach. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that's it. And, and, you know, I just there's a book and I'm, I forgot the name of it. We interview the author and I'll drop it in the chat later if I figure it out uh, about how Manhattan was 
New York, you think was was free was the the North free, but no, Manhattan stayed throughout the Civil War and and frankly afterwards, a it was part of the Confederacy because mm. they were shipping in slaves and there was actually a thing where there was there there was an operation where they were stealing free black people and 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 shipping wow. them south there's i'll find you the book oh, interview this guy blew my mind i live in new york i thought i knew a lot about new york's history i when i moved to new york i read a whole year of new york history books because i wanted to understand as much as i could about the complexity of of the the city that i live in especially mm-hmm. in queens and i had no idea and it's one of these hidden history books that blew my mind um i'll send you the the link to it but the, you're talking about the origins of the police department uh, yep. those, they, yes, these are exactly. slave catchers. These are slave catchers, slave catchers that became the first became the first police department in the 1700s in North Carolina. Let me say something to my friends in the world, uh, the progressive world, the Pinochets of the world. Huh. Let me say something to you, all of you. Um, your 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 desire to push Medicare for all, like Marcus said, sounds white. Let me give you a historical back end of programs mm-hmm. that put all in their name. The Green New Deal was supposed to be for everybody except for it left out black people. When you're not explicit about what you're going to do for black people, we are left out. So when you ask why we're skeptical of your policies that are not pushing uh, race, race explicit language, this is what happens. Our history tells us that we're about to get screwed the fuck over, i.e. affirmative action. Who is the greatest benefactor of affirmative action? White women. White women. Yeah. White women. So yeah. when we know when policies are designed supposedly for the least amongst us and you don't explicitly say those names, you don't name the least that you're talking about. It becomes a tool for it becomes Empowering a tool for it becomes a tool for the wealthiest. If you yeah. don't believe me, check this out. There are slave there. There are slave amendments, amendments that were written for black codes, the black amendments. Right. From 13 to 15, supposedly. Guess who've used that successfully in court? businesses more than any black people mm. think about that shit think about that shit those the, the amendments that were meant to free people were used more by businesses than anybody to get more mm. to get more out of this fucking janky ass system we call the united states of america so you when i'm telling y'all well, if, if if think about the programs that came out of the, the great the, the the green i'm sorry the new deal mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. think about that Redlining came pro- out of the New Deal. Well, I mean, like, well, let's think about the systems. Or let's think about like public oh, works. Oh yeah, go, go ahead. The go public, ahead. Works, yeah, the public works, right? Yeah. Right, right. The right. triple C, the triple A, TWA. All of those, all of this shit. Tennessee, what? All of these, all of these programs, massive programs. The national highway system. All of these programs did harm to black people explicitly. Average weight loss 15.4 pounds in first two months. For guarantee, cancel within first 14 days. Discount with two months of auto delivery. Food charge and shipped every four weeks. Call or see website for details. Do you want to lose 18 pounds fast and improve your health? Now you can lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months with Nutrisystem. Get delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, even snacks and shakes delivered safely to your door. All delivered for free. It's easy to follow, and you'll see results in your first week. Just text BODY to 323232. You'll get your favorite foods made healthier and perfectly balanced to put your body in fat-burning mode. Text BODY to 3232. 
3232 right now and get 50% off a month of meals and shakes. That's right, 50% off a month of meals and 50% off a month of shakes with probiotics to help support your immune system. Just text BODY to 3232-32 right now. There's even a money-back guarantee. Millions of people have lost weight with Nutrisystem, and you can too. Lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months. Just text BODY to 3232-32. That's B-O-D-Y to 3232-32. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. It's a brand new year, and Haverty's Furniture is here to help you keep your resolutions. Why not listen to your custom playlist in a chair custom made for you? Trade your old coffee table for one that doubles as a dining table. Update your sofa for one with built-in USB ports. Or try a new mattress so getting more sleep is a dream. So whether you've resolved to refresh the living room, add more color, or get organized with a new desk, right now you can save $100 off every thousand you spend at Haverty's. You ready? Hey, Mondale, 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 you mentioned highways. We had a nice little conversation on it before, but but let's go ahead and bring it up one more time. The American highway system somewhere within the next 50 to 100 miles of you, if you're not close to it, mostly ran ran straight through black neighborhoods. Mm. Still to this day. To this day. day, yeah. Yeah, it runs straight through black neighborhoods. Well, so. I mean, it's not even it's not just that it runs straight through the neighborhood, giving us asthma. What what else is <laughs> fucked up about it is they intentionally close exits right, right where, bi- where black businesses work. Off. So oh, it's not really? that we're just going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you think about the ninth ninth street in Little Rock, Arkansas, was a thriving street where they had black uh, insurance companies, black businesses right off the highway. So what they did was they just closed some of the exits so nobody can't get off. You just cut off. You just cut off like they access to these businesses all the time. So All not only they split a neighborhood with the highway, yeah. but they also cut off exits. So you so end that, up having to drive miles just to get to the other side of the highway in your community. So that they've been doing that shit since the New Deal. And 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 public transportation in New York and putting um setting up the house and red light, speaking of redlining, you know, the 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 legacy of this if you ever read the power broker. It's yep. it ta- it'll take you 10 years to read it, but it, <laughs> it leaves you seeing a completely different perspective on America mm. and city planning and just how cluelessly, cluelessly racist our lawmakers have been, even in the most progressive. I mean, he was uh, he was he was heralded as progressive back then, mm-hmm. which is offensive. He was trash, though. Let's be, let's be clear. Was total trash. 100 percent. OK, yeah, 100 yeah. percent trash. Yeah, but to see like he created, he created an entire organization. I mean, a institution, the bureaucracy for his fucking self, basically. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you have no authority except for all of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, shout out, shout out to Nomiki because Nomiki came on our show and Center Blackness right along with us. Yeah. Yeah, and she, I, she and 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 I feel like I, I feel like you know is it a part of the Greek tradition to roast? Do you guys like joke on each other and oh, yeah. like a dozens? Okay, because <laughs> we feel, debate each other. You yeah. can't. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I I I, I spent a lot of time in Greece, uh, you know, over the last few years, and you know, I grew up in Greek family, and everyone just debates like like this is just it's just part of our culture. We right. all have opinions. You we even if we don't have an opinion, we'll make up an opinion because we gotta be antagonistic. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Marcus is Greek. Marcus is Greek. I'm, 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 unfortunately, I'm Irish. 
But Marcus, Marcus. <laughs> stop. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. But in Greece, I'm fucking with you, Marcus. Oh my god, I I would go out to dinner with friends, and you know, and we don't do this in American culture. We sit there. First of all, everyone gets drinks two bottles of wine each, and they just sit there till five in the morning debating anything. You could stop. You're a taxi driver. You go to a coffee house. It doesn't matter. Uh, they will debate you. It is that is in the DNA. Uh, so yes, they debate with with. Two bottles of wine, some some inebriation of some type, and they do it to like three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Yep. Guys, we might all be Greek. Yeah, our, <laughs> our asses, we were all, good, and we were up here. We were debating life and death at, at five, four o'clock in the morning. That's why we we're late this morning, Trap Squad. <laughs> you got it, Marcus. <laughs> no, and this is uh, this is good. I, 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 because I, I, it's it's coming up on ten thirty, and I want to make sure that everybody has a space to get their day started. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, no, no Miki, you can no Miki. <laughs> you can um you are, I mean uh, like you can always come back on clickbaity political always yeah. Yeah. Any, I, like literally anytime even if want. Mondell doesn't want you back you got two out of three votes on the yeah, yeah, because... no 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 <laughs> oh he's frozen is he frozen well, we can hear him no, we can no, hear him no, oh, no he no, might be doing research <laughs> doing research no, no me keep right. no me keep no no I'm not doing research can y'all not hear me am I am yeah, no me keep you are welcome back to clickbaity once a year What's Damn! Wow, once a year. <laughs> hey, hey, somebody! We'll no, it. hey, no, Mickey. Hey, okay, listen, listen. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how much we love you. Okay, I'm gonna show you how much we love it. We're gonna give you a thing. We're gonna give you a thing. We're gonna let, come on as much as you want, and we and we'll talk about it internally because you know we all we all equal here. Um, but you gotta let us play the scene from Malcolm X when the white lady came up to him to ask for permission to work in the movement, and he was like, "Nah, go take care of your own people." <laughs> so if you let us play that as an Done. introduction to you. Done. <laughs> Now, 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 I'll be honest with you, to be honest with you, YouTube will probably kill us for doing that. So we probably won't do it. I just wanted to put it down in the atmosphere. Go, go ahead, Marcus. Yeah, no, um, no, you're welcome to come back at, at least, at least, at least in my space. I don't care if, if Mondale or Ben don't want to point on. Because I mean, no. the whole, oh, the whole trash squad, the whole trash squad knows. We doing this. Here we go. The whole trash squad knows that I love them the most. That's why <laughs> I had to, I had to inbox No Miki. I knew it was stuff. coming because I mean they didn't. They've known No Miki for, for a very long time. Ben has actually been on No Miki. Okay, so, okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest squad. with you. No, okay. man. Wait okay. a minute. Let me finish. Okay. But right. trash squad, you right. Right. Trash squad. They've right. known each other for years. But yeah. trash squad, I had to go reach out <laughs> to her for her to for her to join us. So you know for a fact. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I tell you what I'm gonna make this commitment. Well, I got a black girlfriend. Hold on, hold on, black man. Let me finish. You cut me off, black man. Black man. I gotta say this real quick. I gotta say this real quick. No, Miki. Well, Ben, look at my hat. <laughs> you went here full mode. No, no, Miki. I got a listen. I got a black girlfriend, so I can't be in no white woman DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Nick neck paddywhack. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we can't we can be messing with these white devils, brother. I'm, 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 just, I'm just joking. We can't just be joking. messing with these white devils, brother. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but I need damn. Sunglasses now. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's time for all of us <laughs> to, 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 to back on. It's time to put a ball, fellas. <laughs> Hey, what we doing next, man? We we gonna let the DJ play. We gonna talk about some more stuff, Marcus. Where, where, where we headed, bro? We gonna talk about uh, no Mickey home wrecking. <laughs> <at it. laughs> Did she come hey. through and just in wreck shop just like that? <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> hey, hey, Marcus, your volume went down on us, bro. We could we could barely hear you right now, but uh, but we can hear you. 
No, in, in all seriousness, you know, Mickey, it's been it's been refreshing to have. Yeah. You know, a, I, we tell people all the time the revolution. Uh, we need John Brown. John Brown has a role mm. to play in I, our yeah. freedom. Uh, so, uh, thank you for showing up, like Jane Brown. Absolutely, Jane well, Brown. I, I, I don't. I don't want to go that far. But. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you. No, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm willing gonna, to. I'm willing I'm gonna to. Give, no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give take it to you. his. Hey, she said. Marcus. Hey, she said. Hey, hey, I fuck with you, Marcus. but not like that, bro. Come on. Let, let me finish my hey, statement, Marcus. Hey, no, me, I ain't going out for that, for that either. Marcus, <laughs> give her again, Marcus. <laughs> give her one of your pieces. <laughs> Let's see who she really is, Marcus. <laughs> what is that? Now give that white. You're, 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 sh- you're the shooter. You are. You are. You are. You are a shooter. I'm down. <laughs> I'm out there shooting online. I mean, this link. <laughs> we about to, hey, hey, bro, we are gonna be, we gonna get so canceled, but we gonna at the same time, ain't nobody gonna be able to cancel us, right? We, we wild, we are wild on this show. No, I me, mean, I appreciate you being able to come Thank to this you. space and just be yourself and and be comfortable. We appreciate that. And you got, whenever you want to come on, we'll reach out, we'll make it happen. Let's let's build. You know, I think this is important because solidarity also in these those shows are doing solidarity with whatever they're doing. Um, Conspiracy theorists (laughs) mixing it up with like, you know, legit folks. Yeah, we got to my audience. The crossover is important because it's also an education, you know, having. I, I like to I mean, Chris Rabbing on every week is 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 professor rap he comes on mm. and he comes on for 20 minutes and he stays for an hour <laughs> and, and we learn so much but we have this for each of our our every every single person who comes on our show it's about what can we do for oh. educating folks for a community expanding the community so let me come on let me up. ask you let me so so if if we did it like uh, the the racial draft, would you speak on behalf of the white delegation or like the Greek <laughs> delegation or the white women delegation? Like what if you come into the racial draft episode, <laughs> or do you want to come in and tell us like this is what I'm feeling today? I'm I'm representing the Greek delegation. I'm representing white women today. I'm what you know which which one or all of them. Whatever you want me to be, whatever you need. No, no, we want you. No, no, we want you to be I, like. We want you to. With the the thing we trying to create here is space. We want to yeah. create space. So, uh, but but you don't have to figure it out now. Just let us know when you come on. I'm feeling like the Greek woman today, and that's what. Yeah, we're I'm. Do. I'm. I'm a little more Greek. I mean, listen. Obviously, I'm. I'm white in America, and I grew up white in America, and I grew up around a bunch of white people in America and white women in America. It's. I guess a little story. When I was on the Unity Reform Commission at the DNC, we, for those who don't know, that was where it was a a, a crew of folks, Hillary uh, appointed folks, uh, Tom Perez appointed folks and Bernie appointed folks. Yeah. And it was 21 people. And we had to decide how to reform the Democratic Party. And the funniest thing happened one day, Jim Zogby, Dr. Zogby uh, said to me, he goes, Nomi, do you notice how we communicate different? Then mm. some of these Hillary folks, I said, yeah, because mm. we're progressive. He goes, no, they're white. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. like, I, I am white. Uh-huh. And Whoa. then he goes, and he goes, no, no, no. They're like off the Mayflower white. They oh. clamp up when we say something loud. And we're like, why are you taking it so personally? We're just communicating our thoughts. Uh-huh. And it really blew my mind. And I said, oh, my God, this is this is like my crew in high school was not the Mayflower crew. It was the, right. the ethnic crew. Right. So, it was uh, well, like Ellis know. Island crew. Would you say it was yeah, Ellis yeah, yeah. Island? Yeah. OK. Hey, uh, hey, fellas, uh, I think really- we can I think we could decouple whiteness from from Greekness from I because, you know, Irish. There's a book uh when did the Irish, when did green turn white? I can't get the title yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bro, we could decouple whiteness from all these, from the other ethnic groups, bro. Green turned Shoot. black when I was born. Um, 
<laughs> Don't do that. Uh, but but no, Miki, to that to your to your point before we go, Mayflower one White. We, one 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 thing we do talk about a lot on this show is whiteness. Right. 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 So you don't have to be white. You don't have you don't have to be practicing whiteness if you're white. Mm. Right. Mm. Like you don't you can be practicing whiteness if you're black. Right. Mm. There's a there. And, and Mondale put mm. me on to this. So shout out to Mondale for like th- making me change my men- mentality about that one. Thank you, brother. But like so just remember, like today you didn't show up with whiteness. Mm. You, you showed up with a lot of blackness or at least black center. And I appreciate you for that. Um, uh, do you have any last words you want to, how do we find you on the internet? <laughs> You're going to the wall. You're going to the wall. What's your last this word? This is a Greek goodbye, guys. This is yeah. what we call a Greek. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be off at two o'clock today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, with that, with that being said, Bubba, take it. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead, Marcus. I mean, Mondale. You're on mute, man. He's on mute. No, he's. he's I, I want. I want to. No, I'm not thinking. I want. I want. Before we go, I think. Uh, and this is no disrespect to Marcus and and Ben's um, uh, rhetorical genius. I just. I just want uh, uh, whoever's producing the show right now uh, to share that clip and let that clip play before we we go out. And Which one is that? The one I just shared in the chat. No, Miki. Okay. If you have a second, I want you to sit by. Sure. I want you to sit back and listen too, because this is my favorite human being. It's Malcolm X, and uh, what Marcus and, and what Ben was saying. Watch how this brother said, and 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 listen, listen to the power of where my ideal on whiteness comes from. Mm. Make sure you share the sound when you share the video too. There we go. It's coming mm. in here. Malcolm spent three weeks in Africa. Mm. On May 21st, two days after his 39th birthday, he returned to New York. This is after his first uh, Hajj, Mecca, his trip to Mecca. Experiences with uh, white-skinned Muslims in uh, Africa and the Middle East made you feel that uh, relations between Negroes and whites who are not Muslims is any more possible? Uh, when I was in on the pilgrimage, I had close contact with Muslims whose skin would in America be classified as white, mm-hmm. and with Muslims who themselves would be classified as white in America. But these particular Muslims didn't call themselves white. They looked upon themselves as human beings, as part of the human family, and therefore they looked upon all other segments of the human family as part of that same family. Now, uh, they had a different look or a different air or a different attitude than that which is uh, reflected in the uh, attitude of the man in America who calls himself white. Mm-hmm. So I said that if uh, Islam had done this, done that for them, mm-hmm. perhaps if the white man in America would study Islam, perhaps they could do the same thing for him. Malcolm, oh, you're prepared to go into the United Nations at this point. Wow, mm, that's probably. Malcolm goes. Malcolm, I mean, and, and, and I'm not saying that Islam is the cure for white supremacy, but I think what he was saying was America's idea of whiteness is rooted in something other than skin. That's and I think mm, that's what being in Malcolm. That's was, right. And that's and that's my that's why this this very one minute statement. That's an mm-hmm. entire interview, but that one minute statement is where my accessory on whiteness and except for white comes from. And also, he goes on to talk about why he's no longer challenging America in America courts, but taking them to the UN. Mm-hmm. This is right. when people found out that he
he was having secret conversations with Martin Luther King mm-hmm. about suing the American government for uh, not not civil rights violations, but human rights violations. So, that's it. Uh, thank you for not showing up in whiteness, but keep your white skin because that's who you are. And like mm-hmm. the Panther said, power to the people, black power mm-hmm. to black people, white power to white people, but not whiteness, not power mm-hmm. to whiteness, because that's white supremacy. Greek power to Greek sim- people. <laughs> but that's also why it's important to know your ancestry, to understand where you come from. We didn't come from, I didn't come from the Mayflower. Greece is occupied right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the poorest country in, in, in Europe. And people are surviving off of 400 bucks a month austerity. So, you know, if you know where you come from and you let you live through that, it is an experience. You see how much of the world lives through not the same. There's no way I could ever say it's the same, but you can empathize with other Mm. folk who you can't you can't whiteness. White supremacy is colonizing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important is is in, in what I try to reiterate to my to anybody who comes from any sort of um, Ellis Island immigration or is a couple generations down the line, know where you come from, know what the plight was. Cause if you don't, you'll never be able to understand or empathize with other people in, in the United States at this point. Mm, that's beautiful. And so, so that tells me what we need to know when that white woman comes running through our neighborhoods, we need to know if she's Greek or if she's off the Mayflower. <laughs> well, you got to ask because there's, I'm, listen, just as if there are a lot or of Greeks. Or we just run for our lives. What, or we like, just run for our lives. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Joe, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. Nikki, no, 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 no. But they, you got to, we got to, uh, my job is to communicate with Greeks and Italians and Irish and whoever to say, remember where you came from, because a lot of them are running around like Trumpsters right now in Long Island, thinking that they've made it. Amen. And that's powerful. Yep. I don't know if it's powerful. It's just a fact. (laughs) (laughs) It was a powerful fact. (laughs) DJ exclusive. Marcus, you got it. You got it. You got the last word, Marcus. Yo, yo. Yeah. Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) President. You ain't ready. You, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Wait, did he call Marcus? He did he call Marcus a peasant? I did said say present. Oh, present. Oh, I, I was about to say. Oh, he said peasant. I was about to say. No, McKay, you see how they do? See, this is how they do. Yeah, I, this is how they do. especially Mundell. Mundell, that's all right though. No, hey DJ, listen, Bubba. This is what I thought. Exclusive. This is what I thought. I thought you was about to pull the um the uh King Jaffe Joe for line off against right. America. This yeah, man is yeah. beneath me. This man and his daughter is beneath me. <laughs> Write a check. I was like, whoa. Oh, man. Bob, right. <laughs> Baba, what you got for us, man? What you going to take us out with? Man, I'm going to take y'all out with a few things. This track called Mama Will See How This Is. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. One thing I see David just dropped in the chat. We forgot to talk about... Uh, that man's, uh, I don't even want to say his damn name right now. That oh, man, he gave a concession, concession. speech. Concession. He, he, oh, he yeah. Taped one. He taped one. He taped one. Yeah, oh, I mean, we boy. boy, look, I told y'all, I told y'all American imperialism was going to beat white supremacy yesterday. Let me, let me, let me tell y'all a secret. Uh, David, you, you, you and Bubba got to learn this. We don't forget to talk about topics. We just talk too. We got you to talk about it. Right. <laughs> we, yeah, we, it, was too, it was too late. Let's go. You were supposed to come up and play some music. I knew it was. <laughs> Don't let David get you in trouble. David be out there talking about you. We need to do this. No, no, no. We got it. <laughs> we going to roast everybody. Me, Mondale, our guests, people in the chat room, the producers behind the scene, the DJ. Ain't nobody safe, but everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. Marcus. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, listen, man. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, don't don't let yeah, Captain America and the White Bear. He came on earlier looking like a. <laughs> came on early. Can we say this boy? Can, his can, nah, I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna put it by. Wait, what happened? Hey, what? Hey, you were a bit, Hey, David showed his camera, and, and no, he, he looked like a. He looked like a white polar bear. <laughs> cut your camera on, David. No, don't cut your. Make no, sure you got your, your camera. Make sure no. you got your shirt on no. this time, David. No, don't, David, no, cut your no, cut your camera no, on, David. That's all right, David. David. <laughs> David, make your bed. David, where are you? <laughs> David's in a. Somebody got David in a health. David, y'all gonna camp. make them. David, you gonna make them think we don't pay you, David. David, you gonna make them think we don't pay you. We pay you hey. well. Make up your bed, David. I know. What, hold on. I know what David's doing. I know exactly what that was. That was a Swedish prison. See, they got internet over there. They got their own queen size bed. Smuffer was in a sweet. He got Wi Fi. He's doing a podcast from a Swedish prison. No, it ain't about your mic, bro. Don't worry, David. I'm the same, but you see, I still got a wireless mic and a MacBook camera, but it's okay. Listen, y'all leave me alone. We're going to get everybody's stuff. And the overhead light. Bubba. What's you, are over the, you, over, you are over there looking like you the announcer to heaven. This way to heaven. That damn light shadow. Okay. Come, please walk this way for the Follow me. If you want, man, you, then you see the picture back here behind me with the say, black. Say, you got black like, Jesus over there. <laughs> Where your rainbow shield at, uh, Bubba? It's, it's over to the right. Wait, it ain't rainbow, rainbow shield. shield, but you know, this the other shield. Wait, wait. Boom. There it is. Right there. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, he got that rainbow solidarity right. fist up there. Hold on. Hold on. I what can't up? have this hat on. This protest flag on my head and uh-huh. let you celebrate Captain America, brother. Oh, Don't you yeah. know America oh, is the fruit uh, of imperialism that brought us over here to enslave our entire people? Why you think it's why you think it's blocked right now behind me? That's why I, I, <laughs> move. that ain't your business. I'm just saying, I saw I saw a post on Twitter talking about uh Captain America posted like this is just a shame. He was like, uh-huh. the fuck you talking about? Go suit up. <laughs> No, cap, Bubba. cap is off. <laughs> <laughs> but you like the seal. You like the seal, though. Yeah, I love the seal. I love, I love the, the series. I watch the series. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, don't tell all my business for y'all to call me somebody who support the CIA because I watch Captain America. That's what it know. is. That's what they say. That's what That's it like, is, brother. <laughs> Come on, DJ, play gotta, something before we keep roasting brother, everybody. Dude, brother. I know, Nick, right? Nick, you got you got a head that'll make every squirrel wait, happy. Wait, 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 Mundell, 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 do your do do your impersonation. Okay, okay, you okay, got to do a okay, you got to do, okay, do a whole tap. You got to do a whole tap, Kevin. Kevin's heart. Okay, do a whole okay, tap, right. Kevin Hart. Okay, 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 wait, okay, wait, wait, okay, wait, okay. You guys, you ready? Okay, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Do it, do it. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Hey, 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 listen, we got to no, 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 no more Ben, no more Mondale. We are leaving now. It's time for us to fucking go. Peace out. I got to, I got to pee and do real work. Because I can't get none of this super chat money. Hard work. So, hey, and we made, we cleared the house. I had to drop the music. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro, they said like three, four hundred dollars in super chat. No, me, you better run. No, me, you better run. We'll be here for another, another. 30 minutes. And y'all don't even get none of it. Y'all ain't get none of it. No, Miki, black people say black people say bye for 30 minutes. So yeah. you better hey, you better sign about off. An hour to get out of We about to roast. Right. Listen, listen, y'all ain't seen no real it's raising. I'm gonna raise money like a pastor in here in a minute, but and we're gonna we're gonna donate it. We're gonna donate to a mutual fund organization. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh 
Uh, Bubba, you better play before we keep roasting Bubba, people. play music. All right, man. I got y'all. All right, bro. <laughs> hey, no, Mickey, thank you for coming. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. No, Mickey, love you so much. Thank you for joining us this morning, y'all. Thank you. Bubba, you got control. I'm going to get some sleep. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Trap Scott is your voice. DJ exclusive in the building. Closing y'all out for the morning. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. I know I did. Over here tripping, laughing, rolling, rolling. Great damn conversation. Shout out to Don't Make Conscious again for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. We're going to get this thing popping for a few minutes. I'm with y'all. If it wasn't for her, then it would not be me. I got nothing but love for all my mommies representing. No matter what for her baby, she gon' hold it down. Remember all the times when I was out here running wild. Doing everything and anything to make her smile I just love it when my mama say I make her proud No matter what for her baby, she gon' hold it down Remember all the times when I was out here running wild Doing everything and anything to make her smile I just love it when my mama say I make her proud Yes, sir. Put your cash app on the screen for the people to bless you. Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely can do that.
out to everybody that's still rocking with us. And you feel so inclined. It should have popped up on the screen, but something to tell me that it did not. Cash App is DJX3C. DJX3C. Venmo as well, too. DJX3C. And also PayPal at DJExclusive at gmail.com. Can't do me like that. And man, when I tell you we cannot wait, it's the weekend, baby. Happy Friday to everybody out there that's jamming. Shout out to everybody that's showing love, y'all. I really appreciate the support. If you want to get some of these mixes, I got a couple of mixes online. Mixcloud.com slash DJX3C. That's Mixcloud.com slash DJX3C. Y'all check me out. See how I really do it. Till our next patron party, y'all just get ready. Keeping on my left side. Trip got you so wet, what you wanna do? Got to get your head right. Let me take your body for a ride. All that I should know is good tonight. Just let yourself go with me. Girl, I'll leave you satisfied. Baby, I don't wanna play no games We can do this, girl, just like the flame, yeah I'ma put it down, put it down in the bed red Calling out my name, girl, I know what you like What you say, can we get away? What you say, can I get a taste? Cause baby, I know what you want You'll be singing falsetto
Hope y'all doing the damn thing and having fun. Hope y'all getting y'all morning started. Day is just beginning, y'all. Put it down in the bed already. Calling out my name, girl, I know what you like. What you say? Can we get away? What you say? Can I get a taste? Cause baby, I know what you want. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, DJX3C, that's right, DJX3C on Instagram, James Bubba Williams on Facebook. Oh yeah, and I do make sure I monitor those requests. I'm the... I'm the... I'm the... I'm the boss of the boss cause I sign the checks Got the new Balenciagas and I step on next Get you a girl that can do both Set up the meaning, the sex on the table Able to get the job done Just set Bring me out the best in this royalty free done Copyrighted music Everything in one I will never go to jail when I spit these bars Sometimes I don't know how I find this stuff But I find it and I bring it to you Money long, up to Mars Fridays I'm pulling out Little ratchet just for now Dinner. Hey. Tonight I don't care if I'm a sinner And then I start working the sprinter Cause on Monday the fun day Go back to the boss Turn me into like some bees I don't care what it costs You a I'm boss, like you a boss If you're listening today Roll your I'm eyes, like break it down Cause we don't play I'm grimy Kill the blood, kick the blood Cause we grimy DJ exclusive, y'all Cause you can find me Hope y'all enjoying this music. Happy Friday to everybody. Shout out to everybody that's in the comments and that's still here rocking with us. Trap Squad in the building, Squirrel Jane. What's happening? You said I ain't a killer, but I'll be one when you try me. I get rounds in the bar. I get rounds in the streets. I got two hitters with me and know they never discreet. Got the heat for you haters, I got the best of you later. This is our last time talking until your eulogy speaks. Grimey, kill the blood, take the blood, cousin Grimey. Run up, get gunned down, cause you can find me. Anywhere on the block or the Grammys. Keep on talking and I'ma run up on your granny. Cause I'm Grimey, cause I'm Grimey. Girl gave me his price and I ain't talking Siamese She said I ain't a killer but I'll be one when you I never started but I finished it, finished it Got a bullet with my name but I send the shit You got a pocket full of fame, that's a pocket full of hoes Shallow buff, transforming these hoes Never been a snitch, never been a bitch I don't know which whip to whip, whip Mama said, why you being a savage? It's a habit, I'm grimy Yeah, like Kill for real Take the blood, cause I'm grimy Wait till the snacks are dropped Run up. up, get gunned down cause you can find me Anywhere on the block or the Grammys Keep on talking and I'ma run up for your granny Cause I'm grimy Cause I'm grimy 
Find me, wipe the nine, talk and find me. You said I ain't a killer, but I'll be one when you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shout out to everybody, man. Yeah. Still rocking with us. Uh-huh. I appreciate y'all for being here, man. Hope y'all had a good week yeah. this week. Uh-huh. Fresh always, ladies trying to top my style, no way, gotta keep fighting like it's my damn day, I'ma do right, I'ma do it my way, I got the swag, I got the bills, I got the thoughts online, and look to kill. Yo, this is a dope ass track, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Pull up to the crib and it's fresh always. Just try to steal my shit, no way Hold it down the floor Cause I'm here to say no This is what DJ exclusive, y'all Make sure y'all check me out On SoundCloud as well, too I got mixes everywhere SoundCloud, DJ X3C DJ X3C is the tag for everything DJ exclusive, short enough Everybody seemed like they couldn't get it right But that's okay, cause I'm here now SoundCloud says DJ X3C, y'all. Trap squad, squirrel gang, Ain't everybody no that's still in the building. Quick baby political thirst trap. Hope y'all had a good week. It's been a hell of a crazy like week, y'all. Mm-hmm. And it's time to unwind. You know it's plus when I come to be ready. We thank y'all for joining us, joining us every morning and keeping up with us. And I thank y'all for rocking with me at the end every day. Big things coming up, big things in store, y'all. And this gonna wrap it up for your boy Ooh, DJ exclusive. Can't get enough of me. Drinking that bubbly. Did it on purpose. You know I'm all in that. Shout out to everybody in the building. Making a purchase. Wait, let me we love y'all, man. I need a card that's black. Nigga, I'm serving. Take no orders, but I'm serving. That little mama got me swerving. Look like it's working. Look like it's working. Mmm. Serving. Take no orders, but I'm serving. Flavor. Can't explain where I get it in the mirror. Looking like a million, everything is squishy in the whip. Got the bass on tip, window shaking crazy. Yeah, I'm leaning lazy. Yeah, I love my baby, but I wish she would hurry up. I'm trying to go get Welcome everybody in the chat room. Click that like, that share, and that subscribe button as people start coming in the room. Uh, everyone that's joining in the different chat I would be remiss if this were the last sure track. That like, share, subscribe button because this is the dopest morning Shout out show. to Red Lord for the dope-ass track, man. Politics, you did this shit. I can't wait to hear more. Period.
but we'll get to that in a second. What y'all watching? What's on y'all radar, man? Shout out to everybody that stick with us, man. Love y'all. See y'all on Monday. DJ exclusive. Code switch. Keep it black without apologies. Come follow me. You see I'm posting. Where the troopers at? Squirrel gang. Trap squad. All up in the super chat. Mondale. Marcus and Ben. They keep it super black. Nothing but the truth. In fact, no wonder crackers be mad at this. Progressive black men. Political strategies. Savages. They ain't rocking with no elitists. They be stumping for the chronically oppressed and mistreated. Them folks who sat the table but ain't never been seated. The banks, they get heated like these niggas on some street shit. But they give it to us raw the way we really need. It's indeed, it's the stuff we could never get enough of. No smoothing out the edges, my brother. They keep it up, cuz. Whiteness makes the rules and our people well. They suffer. And just saying this is clickbaiting to the white power structure. Keep that fire, never be damned. Keep that smile and that style, that black style. Yes, the world might want to imitate, but can never in any way. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. Carrington Academy Preschool is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Carrington Academy. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit CarringtonAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. Join us again next time when we will be back with more tips, techniques, and cheats to achieve the rewards that you deserve. Thank you so much for your time today. And please, set your podcatcher so that you never, ever miss us. Bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.